back to another episode of Off the Dome. I am your host, Matt Z. For all you first-time listeners out there, hey, you guys must be super bored if you are willing to check out this podcast. But secondly, or B, I guess, because I said A first. Anyways, B, thank you guys for coming on and taking this time to enjoy this podcast. We have a banger of a podcast today. On today's episode, my guest is Jasmine Mahara, good, good friend of mine. We have been friends since high school, and I'm super happy that we have been able to continue this friendship through past high school you know a lot of times you have those friendships in high school and then they flake out just because you know you're not going to school with them anymore but this is one friendship that i am super happy for she is an amazing person one of the smartest people i know and one of the strongest people i know Um, so currently right now we do talk about this on the podcast but i want to get a little bit of a shout out she has started her own instagram page promoting these pumps for her diabetes uh, i forget if it's a pump or not so jasmine i am sorry if it is not a pump regardless though i will leave a link in the description so you guys can go check out her instagram she makes beautiful beautiful art on these pumps uh, but you know i could talk about forever i can go on rants etc etc But that defeats the purpose of this podcast with Jasmine. So I am going to shut up so you guys can enjoy this amazing podcast I had. And I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did recording it. Adios. three two one yes i know i'm an addict with caffeine how much caffeine do you drink in a day uh probably like two cups max like a really weak coffee what kind of coffee do you drink uh i don't know just medium roast i don't know well what brand like literally superstore brand sometimes like, if i'm feeling fancy then i'll be like the the starbucks the dragon one oh yo i heard about that shit how it's like created in some vacuum or whatever or am i tripping i don't know okay so i have a bunch of buddies that work for like starbucks or have worked for starbucks and they're like hooked and they like used to give me all these like i think every two weeks or something you can get a pound of coffee and they keep giving it to me and i'm like addicted i'm like starting to like love it Coffee or just Starbucks coffee? That Starbucks coffee. Okay, what's the name of it? Do you know? Uh, something Dragon. I can't even remember. See, my boss came up to me. He told me, he's like, oh, when you next time you go to Starbucks, get this like Dragon something. And I'm pretty sure it was Dragon coffee. Because apparently it's like made in some vacuum and it's like sucked through in this vacuum. Oh, oh, I just meant like, 
I'll make it at home and stuff. Like, oh, you know. okay, yeah, because this stuff's like a machine. Oh. I don't know if it's called Dragon or not, though. I thought it was once you said it, but it might not be. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> Oh, that sounds so good though but I'm not a coffee snob like literally if you give me superstar coffee I'd be like yeah this is awesome this is great I can't tell yeah I used to be the same way until I started drinking my parents president's choice coffee and I realized it matters uh, president's choice coffee mm -hmm. that's one we have downstairs no, I have this I have this Maxwell I think it was Maxwell and it was like 1.5 times the amount of caffeine than normal coffee and I love that shit. I would drink it just black. Like, I was a fucking fiend for this shit. But now, they don't sell it anymore. So I've been trying to find something very similar, and I can't. And ever since, coffee, or coffee just hasn't been the same for me. Uh, it's just... Should, uh, what's that place called in Radium? I think it's called Kicking Horse Coffee. In Radium? Yeah, yeah. Just take a road trip down there when everything's open. Like <sighs> what is that? Tommy invited me to go to Victoria with him for two weeks during the quarantine. And I was like, I want to go, but once I get back, am I going to have to quarantine for another 14 days? Or am I like, that's why I didn't go. Cause I didn't know what, I didn't know if I was gonna get worse or get better or stay the same. I was like, the time when I left, it wasn't restricted to like, you have to isolate for 14 days after. But then I was like, I don't know what's going to happen in fucking two weeks. I know it's such a weird time right now I'm like starting to go back to work and I'm like mm. what am I like how am I supposed to stay two feet away from everyone you know like I work in this tiny lab yeah so. how many people are in each lab um it depends so our lab I think has like six or seven people and then we have two other labs on each side I don't know how many they have but. huh how big is the lab itself I I don't know the square footage <laughs> You don't know the square footage of your lab? No, I don't. I'm a Are you kidding me? What? You need to get your life together there, kid. You know, you, you could be something if you maybe put some effort into it. You know that, right? No, if I just knew the cubic feet of, like, the volume of my lab, that'd be great, hey? I'd be, like, the best scientist. In my books, you would be. <laughs> I, I, we just have, like, benches and stuff, so. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. What kind of research are you doing there right now? So right now I'm doing like epilepsy research. Um, but I, in July, I'm switching to my master's uh, studying diabetes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry for being stupid. What? <laughs> so hard on yourself. What is epilepsy exactly? I forget. Doesn't have to do with your vision or am I tripping? definitely tripping um okay. so it happens like when you get too many uh, brain signals or like your brain signals kind of cross paths and you can get seizures um oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know when uh there was you know that kanye west video uh with the lights i think it's called lights. all of the lights yeah all of the lights okay anyway so there's like a warning on the bottom that's like uh like don't watch this if you have epilepsy because you will get a seizure I'm putting two and two together now. There's a few songs like that. All the lights. That was a crazy ass music video. Yeah. Oh my god. That reminds me of junior high. <sighs> Ten maybe. I don't remember. Nope. No, it was junior high. Cause I remember my ex girlfriend at the time. Her favorite song was All of the Lights. Oh really? That wasn't like that. It wasn't like 
favorite song, but it was like, yeah. It was yeah, a good it. song though. It was shit that you wouldn't skip when it came on. Exactly. But you know what song, you know what Kanye song for me just like signifies grade five and grade six? No. Stronger. Yes, actually, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And same yeah. with uh, Soldier Boy. Yep, yeah. Oh my God, I, I remember when I was so young, I like learned it. I like learned the whole dance. I was like, yeah. That's all I knew how to do, the fucking motorbike shit. Yeah, or like the Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think I got to junior high and then I realized the song said super soak that hoe. And then I found out what that meant. <laughs> I was such a late bloomer. Like I, I didn't even know what sex was until like grade eight or nine or something. Like I was like, what does masturbation mean? I just, I didn't even know. Like, same. First time I, it was grade nine outdoor ed, and I was talking to two guys. One was Jeremiah, somebody was somebody else, and we were talking, and they were telling me about this, and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> like, like. I never had an urge until like later, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel the exact same way. And then see where it took me. Fuck my life. But with weed, I remember up until, so in grade 10, I dated Emily. And I remember she had like occasionally smoked every once in a while. I don't remember who that is, to be honest. Emily Caceres. Uh, I guess I probably shouldn't name drop on this podcast, but I've already done it so much. I don't really give a shit. Um, anyways, <laughs> she would like smoke. Like she's like, yeah, I smoke once every like two weeks. And I was like, girl, that ain't going to fly. You're going to have to cut that shit out. <laughs> That's how straight edge I was in grade 10. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't even remember that. I think I, I, I don't remember when I met you. Was it, I don't think it was junior high, right? You At all. Well, no, no, I went to Hardesty. Don't don't ask why. Just I'm pretty sure I, I somehow knew you before high school, though. Oh yeah, you knew uh, like Sanandon and Prab and stuff. Yeah, like Prab, Jeep, for Shank, Sebastian, all of them. Me and yeah. him, we've we've all been tight since grade eight because we had the computer class together. That's probably how I knew you because we used to play like sports and like soccer, or football, or at something. Jackie at the oh, fuck yeah. Jackson Heights. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'd always play cricket with them. I was always the white guy. <laughs> I'm so useless at cricket. Like, I, I sometimes, so, oh, I, my brother's, like, ashamed that I'm a brown, I'm technically a brown girl. Like, he's ashamed of me. It's really sad. Fuck him. <laughs> Why? Why? What, what makes you not a brown girl, quote, unquote? Well, okay, so, yesterday, I watched, apparently, this movie that every brown person has seen. I don't even remember what the movie's name was. But, like, it was the first time you watching it, I guess. And, like, there's the little things where I'm, like, I don't, I don't get, I don't get your brown reference. Are you just not, like, very culturally dense with them or what? I don't no. even know if that's how you put it or not, but you know I, what I mean. I don't think I am. Like, I just don't really click with that group very well. You, you just have different interests. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I remember at high school, you never really hung out with the brown crew. No, I definitely, and, like, there's nothing wrong with them. It's just, like, my, no. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just different. Different. Fucking different. It's, a, it's good to be different. You know, I was doing shrooms one time, and it was, like, winter time, so I was walking along the golf course, and so the golf course is covered in snow, mm -hmm. and I'm just fucking plastered off shrooms. I'm walking, 
And then I'm like, fuck this. Why am I walking on this path that's designed for everybody else? I want to be different. <laughs> so I just got across the golf course. And then just like, I was in such a good mood because I'm like, oh, I'm taking my own path in life. This is what I need to do in life. This is just a metaphor. I got about three minutes into the snow. And I was just like, why the fuck did I do this? I'm like, I didn't need to actually do this to prove my point to myself. Sometimes, sometimes I feel like that. I'm like, why don't I have more brown friends? Like, I feel so... I have such a disappointment to my family sometimes. They're like, why don't you have any Indian friends? I'm like, it's like my best friend's Asian. Deal with it. Who gives a fuck at the end of the day? As long as you're hanging out with like good, positive people, you know, people that aren't causing you a lot of stress and anxiety. Yeah. I think that's all you do. Like, I know some of my friends, like I have my friends where I go out and get fucked up and don't give a shit about the world. Then I also have my friends where I'm like, oh, let's talk about like serious shit and what we want to do in three years, et cetera. I think it's just, I think it's just good to be diverse with your friends. Though, but. Yeah, I agree. My friend group's really cool. I, I love them. They're all just so interesting. And Are you a lot of them, people they hang out, just people from school or? Um, I, I don't even know how I made this friend group, to be honest. Like they're all from like, they, they went to Ainley, I think, and Skona and, white people schools that's your that's why you're not that's why you went hanging out with white people school people (laughs) they're good they're good people you know i'm not denying that what top my buddy tommy's from fucking ainley fun fact my dad used to teach at harry ainley oh really he taught 10-3 math what do you learn in 10-3 i actually that's like a legitimate question i actually don't know so my dad went from like assistant principal and then he's like, okay, well, I have three years left. I don't want to be assistant principal. It's too stressful. Right. So he saw something in his contract that said, oh, once you're assistant principal, for your next two years, if you go back to teaching, you still get assistant principal salary. Mm-hmm. So for like two years, he went back and taught 10-3 math. And what they teach in this class is your multiplication chart, uh, basic triangles, squares, rectangles circles like 2d shit like basic basic math because a lot of these people are immigrants who've come over and they're you know in junior high elementary they're not as educated as your typical edmontonian students so they come in there like hey well we need to fucking teach you some math there kids that's what that class was for i uh okay i hate saying this but like in high school i was like when am i ever going to use calculus like just what's the point and I hate saying it but I use it like every day and like every day I'm like listening to my old teachers and I'm like oh you're right you're right and I was wrong and I do use math and I appreciate it thank you for teaching me I know exactly what you, I was so fucking stubborn in high school where I'm like I'm gonna need to know this shit but like this last month I've just been like okay say like a lot but um I've been really interested in like astronomy and I've been learning about space and stars, just like really, really high shit. And I'm like making this jump to really advanced physics, like quantum um, mechanics and shit like that. And then they're just talking about these basic particles and I'm just like, Oh, I don't even, I can understand the big picture of what happens. Yeah. It's hard for me to really understand it because I don't understand the, basic shit like electrons and protons and photons and yeah i'm like starting to get it now but 
at the I end have, of the day, that's our obstacle for me. I definitely have a really cool book for you to read. Um, What's it called? It's called, uh, it's called Flatland. I actually have it. <gasps> oh, I watched a video today at work that just blew my mind about Flatland. And now I now believe that like a hundred percent convinced that there is we the reality that we see the 3d reality that we see is yeah. nothing compared to what is actually out there we are just getting yeah. a small snippet yeah because we can't even like perceive like we we have enough or like sensory organs for 3d but we can't perceive like another dimension because we're not in that other dimension you know which is like, crazy i it's insane. Like, I was just like, what the heck? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Cause I know with like the flat land, they say that like, there's no concept of up. So what in this video today, what they did is they gave an illustration. So say you're in flat land and you're looking at the horizon. There are these, like you find out later, they're just uh, pool balls, but they're right. just getting up and down and they're hitting each other. So they're completely random. Right. But on the horizon, you just see a quip, quick glimpse of like the red ball go by the orange ball go by and they're just talking about how when you're looking at this horizon in this flat world like you're in the 2d world right. and you're looking at the 3d world you're only seeing these quick glimpses of these red lights and you have no idea what they are yeah you have no idea what they're doing in that yeah i think that's what it said in the book too but they mm. it's a different weird analogy is that one by carl sagan or is it a different one um, give me a sec let me check by edward a abbott oh never mind <laughs> i also read this one this is a really trippy book i think you'd like it but in the fourth dimension see i'm kind of tangling with the idea that we live in a our reality is the fourth like um fuck how do i fucking say this <laughs> this thing that we call reality is the is four dimensional I think it's infinitely dimensional, to be honest. Like, but no, like the, what we actually perceive. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't. Like I know I looked it up, and it's like I've literally googled is the fourth dimension consciousness, and they're like, no, fourth dimension's time. Uh, but what if this illusion of time gives us the ability of consciousness? Because now we're able to understand the past and the present, and that's a big thing with our conscious. We're able to observe the past right. and think about the future. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. I, I guess, like, without time, we wouldn't, like, understand ourselves, you know? Because yeah. we understand ourselves in relation to our past self, I think, mm -hmm. a lot of the time. Yeah, exactly. I kind of feel that, like, without our ability to think about the past and uh, relay that information of what has happened, because then we learn from it, it's our experiences, yeah. we can then go into the future and think about the future what's going to happen because of our past yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah, i actually agree with i'm trying that. to like, fucking I, better I, words but yeah i don't know how to conceptualize it like it's just such a weird concept probably yeah i don't know i don't even know how to like think about it or like speak about it well, it's just such a topic, you know? well the, my thing that got me going on this is when you do think of a 4d object you know you got the cube on the outside and then you got the cube on the inside, correct? Uh, I think that's the illustration of, I Googled four dimensional, that's what came up. That's what triggered my shit. And then that cube on the inside is connected to the cube on the outside. 
Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I think there's. Totally I, I know different. once you spin it, you get different angles and shit like that, though. But wow, I'm I'm actually so impressed that you're actually a physics nerd too. Like, I don't know anything about physics. Like, that's not. Oh my, really? No, nothing. But I think like it's just so interesting reading shit like this. You know, like. See my, like my curiosity for this led from a moment of just being like, "Okay, hey, what the fuck is this?" To then yeah. being like, "Okay, hey, well, let's try and understand what this is." To then just being like, "Okay, hey, well, even quantum physics, which is everywhere, you know, you, that can even be applied to the whole universe. You know, like, like entanglement of how a, um, a particle can be one place and then up can yeah. also be affected by." Like, trying to figure out how fucked up right now like i totally entanglement was one of those like things where i like figured like i learned about it and i had to like close the book and like not look at it because like, yeah I, was, like, I don't i don't get it but i get it at the same time well, I, you know what kind of blew my mind though is that like you know with like superposition how it can be spinning in both directions at the exact same time yeah apparently that's what like an mri is yeah yeah, yeah, actually, that is so trippy. So, like, um, I might be wrong. So, if if I am wrong, don't don't at this me. This podcast does not have a doctorate on it, so you can say <laughs> what the fuck you want to say. Um, but like, I think MRIs, like, they basically like shoot a photon, or um, yeah, they photon. shoot photon. Yeah, and the photon like like kind of splits in two superpositions, and then they, it goes and hits like this radio outside like magnetic thing whatever anyway so they figure out like the speed of this like electron hitting the angle of it and they're like oh this is what your insides look like it's just so fucked like i can't i uh what a weird what a trippy guy who figured out that hey like we can look inside of you um 100 percent. uh have you heard about the double slit experiment like the one with the electrons and the gold the goal gold gold no what about the gold no never mind okay anyway <laughs> maybe it is the same experiment but um so this is what like the basics basis of quantum mechanics was founded on this is when they thought that something the fuck was up so there's these two slits right right so picture you have a bowling ball for the first right, right. you have two slits you throw the bowling ball through the slits and then say there's a wall behind the right. bowling ball will go through the slits and then will be in line with the wall you know what right I mean? yeah, yeah yeah you throw two of them they're both in line what they found with photons is you shoot a photon even just through one slit oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it then disperses into a wave and then like five columns of lights will show up instead of just the one right yeah and, and even if you and then if you shine two photons through each of the slits it'll disperse the exact same way so like well how the fuck do we measure this so then what they did is they added mirrors Right. So it would split in half, so they'd still get the image refracted on the backside, but then the photon would travel, which would then be a greater distance to the uh, machine that measures it. Right. And somehow what the machine will measure will alter what the photon that hit the wall is as well, too, somehow. And even though it hit the wall first it still has the ability to, to change the past of what it currently is. I think you know what like, I mean? Yeah, I, I think that was like the gold foil. Maybe. I don't know. I might be tripping. I, you know what? I strongly believe if I wasn't in pharmacology, 
I would be in physics or something. Something weird. I'm a nerd. Okay. I don't know if you know this. Same. Um, I was reading a book this morning at work. It's called Homo Deus. And it's just based. I love you read that it? book. <gasps> oh, okay. And then it mentioned a part in there and a hell of thought of you. And I was going to bring it up to you. Uh-huh. So they it's thought that. Wild, but, um, what's that? It's been a while since I read it, but it was such a good book. It was so trippy. It is hella trippy. Anyways, continue. Straight up. Um, so they're talking about pharmacists. Right. And about how in the future, or even right now. So there was this pharmacy down in San Francisco. Right. That all the drugs were made by an algorithm. And it had 100% accuracy. Yeah. And they're able to, I think it was generate like $2 million or something like that. So my question for you is, where do you think pharmacy is going to go? Do you think it's going to go down a path of artificial intelligence? Or do you think they're still going to continue the human touch of it? So, like, I think, um, so, like, there's a difference between pharmacy and pharmacology. So, pharmacy, like, you, you it's, like, very patient-centric. So, you have to make sure, like, you're not going to kill your patients with the drugs that are already out there, right? Um, I study, like, drugs and like how they bind to like certain receptors and all that mm. stuff. And I actually think like I might get automated and pharmacies will probably get automated over time as well. Cause like we have so many algorithms now to be like, Hey, here's where we think it binds. So like a um, majority of the experiments I do, I like, I'll like take a protein and I'll like um, mutate one site of the protein. And then I'll see like, okay, does, does, this receptor respond the same way as it did before or is it different right whereas now computer algorithms are being like yeah you know what i don't think it's going to work the same or i think it's going to be different so it like saves a lot of man hours Um, i think it'd be a lot cheaper as well too because instead of sending somebody through schooling mm -hmm. you know you just have to create this algorithm which is i mean i don't know if i want to say cheaper or quicker but like once you understand how it works it's easy to replicate you know, yeah. you, you don't necessarily have to send that person through schooling and pay for that. Like, once you understand the general coding of how to do it, right. it's relatively simple to be like, okay, we just need to do that again, but now more efficient. I think, okay, like, I, I see where you're coming from. And I, I kind of, like, it took me a while to grasp with this, too, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, it's weird. Proteins are so dynamic. Like, they move so much that you can't really, like, predict it. Like, there's no... Yeah, mm-hmm. Like, like with pharmacies, like the algorithm that you were talking about before, they're basically looking at persons like, like, I think they were looking at like their issues, like their mm. symptoms and stuff. And they were saying, here's the drug you need. Right. Mm. Um, I think that that could be done with a hundred percent efficiency almost. I think I might be wrong. Yeah. Um, see, and what I, th- cause they mentioned also doctors are going to be replaced, you know, cause you'll have this sensor on you that will be like, oh, you're iron's low you need this you need that right but then they mentioned something about how okay well at the end of the day will artificial intelligence be able to give that human touch that a nurse can give you know you just don't you don't want to wake up with your phone alert that says oh you have cancer yeah you you want that like personal touch of being like hey you have cancer let's be positive about this optimistic about this right yeah i i see what you're saying it's mm. kind of funny that you you bring this up because i uh, I don't know if you know this, but I recently built an artificial pancreas for myself. <laughs> um, 
so I do have a sensor on me. It's like right here. I've got a sensor. Continue the story. Yeah, go for um, it. And then I also have a pump right here. Yeah. So my pancreas is shit. It doesn't work. It, it's okay, what's the function of the pancreas again exactly? So it, uh, it provides you with insulin. And insulin is like uh, the main anabolic hormone. Mm -hmm. So uh, basically, like when you have a big meal, right? That glucose needs to go into your muscles for you to build muscles and, um, you know, think. <laughs> That's yeah. Important. Or like to keep other organs and stuff alive and more, like functioning well. So insulin kind of lets the glucose go into your cells. Um, so I don't have that. I, I never had it. Oh, I mean, I did when I was like 10. But So you're missing the glucose then? No, no, no. I'm missing the insulin. Oh, so the insulin. Okay. I got okay. it. <laughs> Um, and I think I, I might be missing the other hormone too, which is called glucagon, but whatever, we'll deal with that another time. That but one doesn't, that one doesn't seem as important. <laughs> I think it is, it is pretty important, but like speaking about the sensors and stuff, like it's, it's so weird, like having this sensor that kind of tells you if your blood sugar is high or low or like, um, basically if my blood sugar fall or is a little bit too high, my automatic pancreas that I built will bring my blood sugar down and when I say build somebody like has coded it for me like it was like an open source code that I basically just took and put it onto my phone but it, it's trippy it's really weird it's so, so hard to explain <laughs> so, so wait does this pancreas that you made actually like go inside of you or um no so I've got like a sensor right so it's right. the sensor then Okay, so the sensor is reading my blood glucose. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So insulin lower, lowers blood glucose because insulin helps sugar go into other cells, right? Yeah. Like when you go to the gym and you have like a big meal or when you're bulking or something, your insulin is a reason that you can bulk, is mm -hmm. a reason that you can get muscles. You know? Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Yeah, I know what you mean. Okay. It's I get it now. So like this sensor just reads my blood sugar, right? Yeah. So I recently got a pump, uh, which is filled with insulin. So this, uh, okay. I feel like I'm losing you. I'm sorry. I know it's such God. a well, I know, like you said, like pancreas. I was like, okay, wait, you actually made this contraption that goes inside in you, side of you, and mimics a pancreas. I'm like, no fucking way. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it but, I mean, still though, it's still cool. I just thought you had like made this thing with like coding into it and shit i was like oh that's so fucking dope but that's my that's my next goal like i'm definitely gonna cure this disease that's my plan <laughs> i will yeah. do it. <laughs> i believe in you i hella believe in you. you're smart enough to do it there uh, hopefully but yeah anyway so it's like it's it's like weird because it, it, it it's not ai unfortunately because that's a little unsafe but it does like i'll show you my blood sugar now so like this is my blood sugar so it's you can see it's very green, and I'm really proud of that. It's amazing. Green's good? Green is always good. Is red bad? Red is bad. Red is really bad, and yellow is kind of bad. Moderate. <laughs> what type of diabetes do you have? I have type 1. Uh, okay. Actually, a lot of people don't know that, because I just didn't tell anyone before this. Um, it is what it is at the end of the day. Um, okay, what are these like things that you're promoting on Instagram? That's the best way I know to describe it right now. <laughs> like, what is this page about? Like, what is your 
plaid with it. Okay, so that, hold up. I'm going to go turn on my light because the, the sun is going down and golden hour is gone. Gigi, I'll be here drinking. Sounds like fun. All right, so my Instagram page is basically, uh, it's kind of just to promote, okay, Ugh, I'm a little, I'm a little tipsy. It's nice. It's a good feeling. Um, I'm on my next one already. Um, okay. So I feel like people don't really want to hear about my diabetes on my like personal page. It's kind of like burdensome to a lot of people. Like a lot of people have been like, why do you post stuff? Or like ranting about your chronic illness. Okay, well, here, like here's my thing. Are you putting your... Um, are you putting those posts out there for the people who don't give a shit or are you putting it out there for the people who do give a shit? Yeah, that's true. I guess like it is for people, yeah, who shit, you know, and that, that second page that I have is just cause like I, people, when I go to the gym and I have all this shit on me, people always stare. They're like, what is that? Like, why do you have this? Like, why are you supposed to be at the gym? Like, um, cause like, I don't know. There's like this weird conception about type one diabetics being like super fragile and weak and stuff. And I've always been athletic and I've always gone to the gym and I've always just, I've just been like this and I hate people staring. So I started painting my like insulin pods because, you know, if they're going to stare, you might as well give them that so like something nice to look at. Um, but I guess the second part of it is I want people to start following it and start realizing that, Hey, like there's no cure for type one and, for type one to be cured. It, I don't think it's that hard of a cure. I think it just needs money and it needs funding and it needs people to know. Um, it needs the attention of it. Exactly. So I've noticed like when people look at nice things, it's really easy to sneak information in. So if I have like cool looking pods, I could just like say something about it under the table. Mm -hmm. and so oh, so you're, you're just kind of trying to wait. Wow, I can't speak right now. Fuck, raise awareness then? Kind of. It's it's just like I don't know. It's a good place for me to like like make connections, you know, make type one connections. Because I I until last year I don't think I ever had a type one friend ever. Like it was just something I was isolated with. Like it was just me living with this, and it was it was weird. Like recently I found uh, this group called I Challenge Diabetes, mm -hmm. and like, they're just this like a bunch of badass type one diabetics that just do whatever they want and. Like they did a, a 75 kilometer hike or something in like through the Ooh. Athabasca Falls. Like they did a seven day canoe trip, which was insane. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It's just weird. I've never had type one friends before. I know what you mean. It's one of those like diseases where, I mean, I don't want to compare it to my nut allergy, <laughs> but I'm going to because it's not the comparison I have. Yeah, but no I feel like it's just one of those things where it's just like, Ah, it's just better just not brought up and if it if it's brought up it's brought up but at the end of the day i'll just i'll just say no to food all the time and just avoid it as much as i can yeah yeah and i used to do that like mm -hmm. i just like i don't think we didn't we have like grade 12 gym or something together grade maybe, 11 maybe grade 11 like was it the class where i dropped nathan Felito? yeah <laughs> damn God, fuck. That was, oh. oh I'm, sorry, I'm sorry to go off topic here, but 
but <laughs> there's one time at the gym. I've seen him a few times at the Meadows Rec Center. Mm-hmm. And he'll always just be like, he'll start working out next to me and he'll just be like, give me the head nod and I'll just be like, and you just kind of slowly just go to the other side of the gym and avoid him. I have no idea what your beef is, but... It's Nathan Felito. It was so awkward. Like, I just remember it was so... Fu- we had that gym, like, the, the football gym unit. Yeah. You got fucking wild. Like, I was like, someone's going to die here. <laughs> like, well, it was just one of those things where... I mean, I'll be cocky as fuck right now looking back at it. But I knew I was the better receiver than him, but he thought he was the better receiver and he thought he was the top shit. So I was just like, okay, no, I, I kind of have to put this kid in his fucking place right now. But Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. It was a very egotistical thing, but it turned out that I just don't like the kid. And he's kind of a fucking loser. So now you hear about all the shit he's done and that's coming from me. So... I'm I'm kind of I'm sheltered. I just remember you, Jeremiah, and him in gym class, and that was like my biggest memory. I was like, "Wow, that was a clusterfuck." I remember the um, the games of cap no, not capture the flag, but oh, predator, predator versus prey. Love that game. Loved it. <sighs> Me and Kessler went for a little smoke session in the McNally Valley or River Valley earlier this week during the long weekend, actually. Okay. And we were like walking through this and we we're just like, oh, we got to get a game of Predator First Prey going on this summer. Uh, a bunch of like my family actually and a few of my friends went for like a big like river ball hike and I was saying the same thing. I was like, I would love, love to do one game of like Predator versus Prey. Yo, come through. I want to get like a game of like 20 people all lined up. Fun. You know what I mean? But I'll see, I'll see more Capture the Flag so you can do game like the more like competitive nature it's not so much of so-and-so is the mouse he's the pussy oh fuck him you know but yeah yeah that's you know evolutionarily mice are kind of the reason we're here so well at it <laughs> i heard somewhere that i don't know if this is true or not but within labs they don't okay f- forgive me if i fuck this up because this was a month a month and a bit ago since i last heard this yeah but I heard that with these mices, they don't reset their what fuck. They keep so you know like over the course of how many years they've been testing them, they've had to like slowly evolve in a way and adapt. Right. You kinda know what I mean? Well, I mean like like there's 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 no like they're not the same base level of rats that they were fifty years ago yeah yeah you know what i mean and apparently there's it's a very loose regulation with how these rats have mutated and apparently it gives us false information during lab tests because these mice have evolved to um, reject some certain things that Mm -hmm. typically weren't usually rejected like you have to realize after most those mice don't like Mm. you don't they don't like have like, yeah, they're different from street mice, obviously, because street mm-hmm. mice are, like, procreating and, like, evolving, like, with our nature, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know, actually. I That's an interesting question. I might, like, is this, like... This is also... I'm sorry, but it's also another random thought that I watched on a YouTube video today. I love that. I love YouTube videos. Like, oh, they're the fucking best. 
<laughs> but they were talking about how what sets us a different um, apart from different animals in terms of our consciousness. Right. They essentially say that all animals, they aren't looking from the inside out. They're looking from the outside in. You know, majority of what they do is affected by an external factor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But humans have the ability to look from the inside out. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not complete. Their perspective isn't completely based off of external factors. Although you can make the argument that everything is based off external factors. This, right. I'm about to go on a fucking little rant here. Um, but, you know, so when you look at the brain and how it's made up, there's a whole bunch of chemical reactions that yeah. lead to what decision you are going to make. Right. And you never really have control of how these chemicals are going to react to certain events. Really? I don't know. And that's where I kind of thought, because like in the book, The Homo Deus, that's what he talked about. Like, is free will truly free will when you aren't able to control how your chemical reactions react to certain events? Well, yeah. Okay. I don't know if that's really true or not. I, I don't either because like I, I know I've read like a study where apparently if you smile it can actually like release serotonin mm. and stuff and mm-hmm. make you feel good so I literally like I don't know if like things are laid out for us or if like our outside world is driving us to do whatever we want which is kind of trippy it's kind of freaky but it's also really like soothing you know yeah well I think that it goes to like the point of like meditation mm-hmm. where in meditations one of the few times in this crazy world we live in where we're not constantly living in this external world. We close our eyes and just live in the moment. And we're not affected by any external, because it's just us, you know, we're just sitting on this chair, we're just breathing and all that is, it's just our breath. I think that's why meditation is so powerful because you distance yourself from this external world that you typically will live in actually such an interesting thought like i i i would have never been able to see it that way but jesus do you know how fucking cross that i am right now <laughs> oh god i okay so i'm so bad at being in the moment like that's always something i've been bad about and i'm really actively trying to change it because like i think meditate I, i'm trying but like for whatever reason, like, I think about seven things at the same time, and, like, sometimes when I'm, or, like, two things at the same time, sometimes when I'm thinking, I can, like, think about it in, like, parallel, so, like, I'll be thinking, and one thought will be moving this way, and the other one will be going this way, and I, I don't know, I'm really bad at being in the moment, and I'm working Um, on it, and I will try and meditate. So, I think something that, I'm exactly the same way, where I tried to meditate today, so I usually, if I'm gonna do it, I set an alarm for 30 minutes, Oh, wow. Mine's yeah. like maybe 10 minutes. Oh, really? I did it for 10 minutes today and I gave up because I was like, nah, brain's going too haywire. I got to do something. But there's this general, what keeps me kind of going, I'm really bad with meditating. Yeah. I do it when I do have some free time and I'm like motivated for it. But they say that on average, it takes about 60 hours of you clearing your mind before you can tra- uh, truly just um, enjoy not living a stressful life you know what i mean because i there's this like line that i read somewhere and it's like anxiety is caused by the future depression's caused by the past happiness is caused by the being the present 
right? So I know with meditation, it's just like, that's the number I keep in mind. It's like, okay, once I kind of reach 60 hours of meditation, that's when my brain will finally calm down and I'll be able to really meditate efficiently and effectively. Right. Because apparently, apparently like during some of these meditations, people have said they like trip fucking balls during this meditation. Is that what your like end goal is to trip balls? Mm -hmm. Like, I I think, yeah, I think being in the moment makes people a little bit more happy. Like, I've noticed this because like I, like often when I'm doing stuff, I'll be thinking about other things. I'll just like panic myself. I'm like, what is tomorrow going to look like? Like, am I going to get COVID-19? Am I going to die? Like, you know, like, how is this going to work? And I mean, like, we have all this free time now. Like, I should have just enjoyed the time that I had because I don't know. I, sometimes I'm dumb. Like, I should have just, like, enjoyed what I was doing. See, that's where I kind of was, too. I was like, okay, well, do I take advantage of this time and just become super hyper-efficient at work and do, like, 20 different things? Yeah. Or do I just sit back and enjoy myself? And then I was just getting caught in between both. And, yeah. you know, the, the worst thing for me during this quarantine was just I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I feel that a lot. I'm, I'm like... I've always been a busy person so I've never really had like the chance to sit at home and do nothing and that's like my struggle because like when I start enjoying myself I feel guilty about it I'm like why am I doing this I should be doing something else something more productive yeah um, I and it, I, you hit the nail no you hit the nail on the head with that one <laughs> no it's just like that feeling of just I mean that first week was pretty guilt-free I have to feel though I yeah or did you hate it i i was like lost like i didn't know what to do with my time like i i mean i had so much work to do um but like i I just wasn't efficient enough to like get it done at home i don't know i i like being out and about and i like going to work i'm one of those weirdos that love work i love my job love it and i like got fucked up when i didn't have it anymore i was like what am i supposed to do with my life like (laughs) Hey, well, first off, you're not fucking weird for um, loving what you do. <laughs> Be thankful for it. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm definitely blessed for that. But I, uh, I'm less efficient than I thought I was. <laughs> I feel like when I went into this whole coronavirus, I was pumped, you know, because I was like, oh, I'm able to do all my shit in three hours and then fuck off for the rest of the day. Yeah. But then I just turned off to okay, I'm gonna fuck off for the rest of the day. I'm gonna fuck off for tomorrow and then maybe the day after. Okay, then I'll do something. Literally, that's the same thing. You, yeah, yep. You explained my life right there. I'm like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'm enjoying myself. I went on one of these rants before, but the way it goes is, so like, say it's Friday, yeah, and you fucked off the whole week, and you're like, well, no point starting Friday. It's Friday. I'll give well myself the weekend. Yeah. Like, I'll hit the ground running Monday morning. Monday morning comes, and it's just like. Now, who works fucking Monday morning, Monday afternoon? And then it's yeah. just like, ah, long weekend, long weekend. I'll start Tuesday morning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> push it off. I I've been, like, I've been doing kind of unpro- not unproductive things. Like, I've been doing a bunch of things, but I just, like, I'll do the things I want to do. And then the stuff that I have to do, I just, I'm like, well, I was already productive today, so I'll do this another day. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some new things that you have been doing during this? Uh, well, I mean, like, I coded a pancreas. <laughs> so, like, that, that was a time 
like that took a lot of time because like oh. I had to figure out like okay sorry I'm really proud of this I don't know if anyone can see it but like my pancreas has like the oh shit you can't even see it um can you okay do you see that that little thing the white the, with the donut donut yeah so is it actually a donut yeah it's a simpsons donut <sighs> so my, my fucking mint literally not i took five and a half hours to code the donut i really didn't need the donut i really didn't need it but i wanted it i was like well i mean i have nothing better to do so i might as well put a donut on my phone screen but like i guess like can you just pick the picture you want as your icon kind of yeah but you have to put it into like the the so like the code i was using is called xcode which is like a mac apple specific code and it took forever to figure out how to do it because i'm not very good at coding but like i'm i'm like i'm okay i'm decent you know more than me i do have to say we're jumping all over the fucking place i like three I questions but <laughs> to go back to this homo deus book and them <laughs> talking about like the coding I do have to say it's given me a second thought about learning how to code. What do you mean? Like, cause so I took a coding class in grade 10 mm. and I enjoyed it for about a month. And then it got to a point where we had to, I liked it when we had to create a website, but then we had to create a 2d game and then that fucked me. And then we had to create a 3d game and I tapped out and I said, fuck this nonsense. I'm going to stop coming to class. I have enough marks to pass. I'm good. <laughs> oh my God. So I said, like, I mean, fuck. In high school, I was a little shit. I didn't give a fuck about anything. You know, I just wanted to play sports. I think uh, I, I gave too much of a shit about everything. And now I'm like a happy medium. I like myself now. <laughs> same here. Yeah. I feel like you and I were like opposite in high school. You were like, gave too, not too much of a shit, but you really prioritized school and I just didn't. And then yeah. you probably were like, oh, okay, I need to maybe not prioritize it as much. It's not as important. And I was just like, oh, being stupid isn't, isn't fun. Let's suck and let's try and meet in the middle there and at least be semi and hold the conversation. Um, but I don't know. I've been thinking about getting into coding though. Sorry. Yeah, it's all good. Um, I go in on my phone. Think- so you can just jump in whenever. I feel like Matt like there's so many weird things you can do if you know how to code like okay for example um these like weird sensors I have they're really expensive like super expensive um but like like when you throw them out it just it doesn't feel right to throw them out so like what I've been doing I've got actually I have a sensor on my like rig right here if I like tap my phone see if it works oh no oh perfect I don't know if you can hear the music in the background, but it plays my music. Oh yeah, do you hear it? Can you hear it? Shit. Okay. Negatory. Anyways, um, it's playing my music on my speaker right there. Did you code this? Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's something called an NFC tag in it, which like can act as a trigger. So like I have all these weird sensors everywhere. I might as well use them. Huh. <laughs> So, like, I feel like if you learn how to code a little bit, like, you can make your life so efficient and so That's fun. That's so fucking cool. I know. I love it. So, really the fun. idea the idea that I had today, so, you know, like, the whole idea of, like, universal basic income? Yeah. And that's kind of what we're fucking on right now. Okay. Sounds so, good. 
And you know, you get to a point where it's like, you know, what are people going to do with their time? You know, everybody is, they won't have a job because our, this is like future times. Everybody right. won't, like not, a lot of people won't have a job because AI will take over all the basic jobs. They'll take over the doctors, the lawyers. I think those are going to be the first jobs that go into AI because they're the most expensive. So right. they're going to try and find the cheapest alternate. And then eventually it's going to, you know, truck drivers as well too. And a lot of professions that do not require a lot of creativity are going to go into artificial intelligence and have an algorithm to solve their problems. So I was thinking, I was like, okay, well, what are you going to do with all these people? What's a way to, like, what would people do? And then my thing was, okay, well, the only thing that artificial intelligence might not be able to do is create things. Right. You know, because they always have to have a source code. Somebody has to plug something in, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, well, what if there is this app or this business that you can have a product that you create and then all you have to do is input some information, you know, the cost of it, um, how long it takes to meet each product, like just all the, the business aspects into the actual product itself. Right. You input it into the computer, the algorithm, and the algorithm will automatically spit out business ideas. And you, all you have to do is at the click of the button, you can all of a sudden have all these things manufactured and sent to you. Right. And then even from there, all you have to do is package them or you you can even have artificial intelligence package these items and send them off. You know, so the whole process of this could be created online at the click of a button. And all you had to do is just create this little stool that you want to sell online. I I can see. Yeah. I can see like what, like where your train of thought is, but I feel like that would take ages for AI to get to that point. Mm. But all you really have to do is just create a code where it says, okay, well, do you want, so say you're creating a t-shirt. Right. Okay. Input your design. Uh, What materials do you need? What colors? Or maybe it can artificially detect that shit. But anyways, though, you just input all that stuff. So it's like with my off the dome t-shirt. I didn't even know you had a t-shirt. but like so what i could do is say input it say okay i want a white t-shirt with this image on it like super basic yeah and i want the picture this big etc etc then they can say oh do you want just order one t-shirt from this one website which will be the cheapest for one Mm t-shirt or this one company in northwest edmonton can make you 20 t-shirts for this for the cheapest or this company Southside can make you 200 t-shirts at the cheapest price you know what? So it kind of gives you different options. All you have to do is just click order. Right. And then from there you can say, okay, I want to now upload these t-shirts to my website to sell. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, obviously it's fucking, I don't know how to fucking write that code, but it's an idea. And it's just like, at that point it gives everybody the ability to create things right? I feel and like then means- sell them. Yeah. I guess like you know? that would be artificial intelligence, but like it, it would be, that would be such a weird world. I think that would like fuck up our economy a little bit, you know, like if if everything's based on competition, right? So um, the reason we can get things for cheap or the reason like things stay a good price is because other people are competing for it. So imagine if this algorithm was like, hey, this person right here sells their clothing for cheaper. Everyone would keep like downgrading their prices, you know, for you to buy it. But then that's competition itself though. 
guess. if somebody can sell their product at a cheaper price and you can provide that exact same product, but you can't produce it at the same price as them, right. forced to then lower your prices. Man, the consumer surplus would be so high, so high. That's true too. But I think too, though, this is, this goes along with like universal basic income, right? So it's, you do have part of your income already supplemented. Right. Right. So your basic amenities and this would just be like the gravy on top. That'd be really interesting. But then at the end of the day too, it's like, then you could lead down a path of, okay, well then five people themselves are going to be better at everybody else at this one thing. And they're going to become the new Walmart. Right. And there's always that chance, which is fucked up. I mean, like, I think in conclusion, like, I think your thought has just led me to like my conclusion is I better just learn how to code a little bit. <laughs> that's that's like my thoughts. That's like my whole, like, okay, maybe I should really like pick up how to code a little bit better. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why I'm literally debating, like taking a minor in computer technology, just so I can learn right. how to code. Cause it's like, that's something I'm not going to learn on my own. Yeah. I mean, I could, but. I'm struggling. I'm struggling to learn on my own, to be honest. Like, I just, again, there's better things I could be doing. I could learn anything. I can hear myself. Myself. That's weird. (laughs) Um, Fuck, what did I say? Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's just, I'm not going to go out on my own and learn how to code, though yeah regardless like maybe i might learn a few things here there but i think if i go to school and i learn the general premise of it i can then build off it that could be so like your what is your degree in like sorry i i feel so stupid but (sighs) it's okay (sighs) so i got a diploma in finance oh okay and then i was going to go get my degree in finance but working this finance job i have now i realize i'm not that into finance as i thought i was so now i'm gonna go back to marketing right right but so my plan is so i don't even know if it's happening or not but i'm supposed to go out to halifax in september oh wow so i have to see because i got a scholarship out to smu to play football. Awesome. thank you and I, I don't know if the football season's happening so i'm kind of just like eh, maybe i'm not but yeah so i think i'm gonna do i'm gonna major in marketing and then minor in computer technology that would be a really great. I think those two would be so complimentary. I think mm-hmm. I feel like in my life I've I've realized that I I want to learn more than I can. Like I just want to learn everything and there's not enough time, which is like unfortunate, but mm-hmm. I mean like we talked about quantum computing or, or quantum mechanics earlier. Quantum computing I, is fucking trippy, yo. I know. Holy I know. shit. Uh, I can't even there's like a, a lab nearby or at the U of A that like works on uh so microchips are getting really like you can put a lot of information on chips and stuff now and now they're starting to use DNA to do that so like like there's just so much data that you can put into this little minute thing but I'm wondering like when the end of that will be and then quantum commute quantum computing is like a whole new level to that like it's like different layers of information you can put in which is anyways it's insane Life is insane. I just want to learn everything, Matt. I want everything. I want an MBA. I want my master's. I want a PhD. I want everything. I do have to. I've been definitely feeling that exact same way lately. But it's like it's for me. It's harder to want that dream of being like, oh, I want a PhD. I want this and that. 
because it's like I fucked off for school for so long. (laughs) Halfway through my time at Nate, I kind of started to take school seriously. And it was literally after I graduated before I was like, oh, I want to learn shit. This shit's fucking cool. I want to learn about like everything and everything. Because I have one life, so might as well learn it all. There's much as I can, right? But I feel like I, I think that's the better route to go. You know, like I think when you're when you're conditioned to just be good at school, you kind of get stuck in this like, I'm just gonna memorize it and get a good grade and then continue. You know, like you there's no passion. Yeah. That was my problem in school. I'm really good at bullshitting multiple exams. <laughs> like I, like I shit you not. Majority of my exams, I'll just read through like the footnotes or not footnotes, but just like the quick notes the night before the exam. And then come to the exam, I'll just wait for those trigger words and then be like, okay, well, I know that's not true. That's not true. This is maybe true. Oh, this is true. Cause I remember reading it now that I read it again and I'll circle it. I was not, I'm not the best at multiple choice. Nope. No, I feel like, like English is like my second language. So <laughs> is it? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's, it's wild. Pr- I'm getting, it's gonna be racist, but Punjabi, your first one? Yeah, no, no, no it's not racist. It's right. Not racist, like, then, if it's right. It's really fucked up because, like, now I don't remember how to speak my home language, which I mean, I do, like, I can communicate, but it's not very good. So it's weird. It's true. Okay, I want your opinion on, I want your opinion on something because I've been thinking about this. So when I'm at the golf course, the whole time I'm at the golf course, I'm literally having my headphones in. So that's why I'm able to power through so many books. I have a shit ton of audiobooks, or podcasts or music, whatever. And I figured by the end of this summer, if I slowly, gradually, just once in a while, listen to how to speak a language, I might be able to speak a second language. Yeah. What do you think language should I learn if I'm going to do this? Okay, this is totally biased. But like is Pun- Punjabi a good one to learn? I, I don't know. Like, I feel like French. French would be a good language, but only if you're going to stay in Canada, right? Fuck Canada. Yeah. I Just kind of love Canada. Spanish should be like, I think, it, uh, I'm, I, okay, language is not my thing, but I think Spanish is like a widely spoken language. Well, you said German, right? As well, too? That's only because I want to go to Germany one day. <laughs> Me too. I think it'd be cool to see all those World War II artifacts and memorials. I'm not like a huge history buff. But oh, I am. Really? Oh my God. I'm learning so many new things about you. That's crazy. Just me smoking weed has made me the most curious motherfucker ever. Uh, last week, I listened to a six hour podcast about the history of nuclear bombs. I love that. I love so, like, it. I learned that nukes themselves are fission bombs and hydrogen bombs are like fusion bombs and that apparently in these nuclear bombs the uranium only 1.38 percent of the uranium in a bomb is like is contrib- yeah it's contributed to that huge explosion it's insane fuck god damn it's also crazy how close we came to nuclear war uh yeah yeah but i i like the quote though when it comes to nukes that they say Nuclear bombs are the safest weapons ever built. Okay, you have to elaborate because I'm not really getting it. So, Russia and the USA during the Cold War, there are so many times where they're basically like, neither nation wanted to be the first nation to drop the bombs. 
right. because of their political image. They say, well, if we're the ones who drop the bombs, we're the bad ones. Mm-hmm. So there got to a point where um, during like the Cuban Missile Crisis, right. every both nations would take step after step, you know, like a chess game. Right. One person makes a move, the other person makes a move. And each move could have been the dropping of a nuclear bomb on the other country. But since each nation didn't want that image, they would just move upon instead. You know, they would never checkmate. They would just move a certain image. And that's why people think it's the safest bomb ever built because it will never be used because once it's used, it'll be the destruction of humanity. Yeah. And they're aware of that and they don't want that. But what if it does get used? Then then it's like the most deadly bomb, like the most deadly. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, a, it's such a fine line. Like, it's so terrifying. Well, and then you look at like Nagasaki and um, Hiroshima. Mm-hmm. It's like, was there a moral justification to dropping these bombs and killing all those people? I like because well because there's so two two sides of the story where it's like well you killed seven hundred thousand people in one bomb drop and like six hundred five hundred thousand another bomb drop but at the same time too maybe in the long run if that war had went on for another year or two maybe two million people would have got bombed right and then Mm -hmm. they made also sorry to go on a fucking another rant i'm sorry but they also they also said too where well if Harry Truman, the president at the time, didn't drop these bombs, and then they were later, fa- and then so they continued the war on for two million or two more years, right. and say three hundred thousand American sh- soldiers died, and then after the war, it was known that Harry Truman had the ability to drop these nuclear bombs to end the war, but he never did, which then led to the death of two hundred, like three hundred thousand soldiers. Yeah. What do you think people would say about him then? Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. But it's, like, it's a fucking fine line. It's like stocks. You can't really predict. You can't predict where you're going to make money or when you're going to lose money. So you can't predict when to enter the market, when to exit it. So it's kind of like similar, right? Like whatever happened was kind of the best case scenario. You know? You know what I'm saying? Like do, you believe in, do you believe in the multiverse? I, I don't know what that is. Maybe, like, explain it. Maybe it's called something else. I feel like I just like deeply disappointed you. <laughs> no, 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 no! I'm just getting ready for this. <laughs> so they believe that space has the ability to, um, what's the word? Expand twice as fast as the uh, speed of light. I kind of made a post about this today. right so if space is expanding so say you have one universe here this is our universe right and then you have a universe over here to connect the two universes Mm -hmm. you have to travel at the speed of light that's the fastest known speed while in space right but they think that space is expanding twice as fast as light okay so if you have these two universes expanding apart twice as fast as the speed of light Mm. these two universes will never meet which makes sense which makes sense and what they think is that when this space time continuum is expanding that there are pockets like little bubbles in the space time continuum that will stop expanding right 
and that's essentially where a big bang will happen and creating another universe and they think that there is big bangs happening across the space-time continuum like rapidly because the space continues expanding so much you literally you sound like rick and morty right now it's like crazy i'm like holy crap i can't i can't did you see that episode about the multi i it was an episode about multiverses and how like Mm -hmm. um like i think i might be tripping but uh it was like one thing was happening in one universe and another universe. It was like the same thing, but in a different way. Oh my God. Never mind. I know what you mean. Like it's, it's the same universe, but different outcomes. Yeah. Kind of like every outcome possible is what, I don't know. I don't know enough about space to like even talk about it. I, I think it just <laughs> my head. You know? I'm just like, I don't get it. Well, it's such a fucked thing because it's such a big concept and to us, a big concept would be like understanding the stock market itself. That's like a big concept, but in like the big scheme of things, that's fucking nothing. It, yeah, I know. I think I struggle with that a lot because like mm. sometimes like I'll be researching like a stock or something. I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I here? <laughs> like, what's the point? <laughs> do, you, do you know when the best time is to invest? When, like now in a recession. Mm-hmm. No, it's a simple question. It's okay. It's a one-word response, okay? When do you think the best time is to invest? Uh, always? Yesterday. Oh. <laughs> that's not always true either. How? You know, like... I those... Oh, sorry. No, oh. go ahead. I, I had no response. I was going to bullshit something. <laughs> I feel like... Okay, so maybe, uh, like, right now, we are entering a recession, right? So, like, tomorrow might be a better time to invest than yesterday was. How do you know, though? You don't. Like, that's, it's it's not random, but it it is, like, it's, like, pseudo-random. Like, it's governed by laws of the, like, economy, but, like, how do you know what the economy is going to do? What's the um, formula for predicting the velocity of a rocket? It's like, oh, maybe it is just Schrodinger's equation. Because it's predicting, it's the formula to predict um, random outcomes. It was used with the double slit experiment. They use that equation in the stock market. Yeah, actually, I think you're right. It's just so. It's That's all I know to say about that, but yeah. Yeah, I, I've been trying to learn the stock, or I've been trying to get into stocks and whatnot. So I have money invested, and in like, as a young person, I recently just got fucked, just fucked. It's fine. Yeah. It's a learning experience. I I knew this was gonna happen, so. Um, I'm gonna go to the washroom really quickly. I've been I'm holding so- this pee in for like. 20 minutes yeah no worries i'm gonna grab a drink i think and i'm also gonna go pee okay same
You literally tossed them so hard. I didn't. I haven't put them anywhere. back what up what up what up so how long does this thing go for how does this work with the podcast yeah for as long as it goes on for well i got another drink so nice i thought these edibles were going to kick in a bit more than they did but they didn't you better uh you know, okay, sorry, I'm gonna just say this. I am so bad at shotgunning things. <laughs> same. Fucking same. Do you have you ever had like an American vintage before? No, what is that? It's like iced tea, but like really good. It's like it's a better version of twisted tea I found. I okay. Yeah. I'm diabetic. <laughs> BTW. <laughs> Tell like, me more. <laughs> I just, I don't feel good if I have sweet drinks. Like, it, a beer, I like beer. Um, wine's okay. Like, if I have, like, a twisted tea or, like, anything sweet, I just, like, I can't get up the next morning. Just because your hangover's so bad, or? I don't know. I just don't feel good. Mm. I don't Fair really enough. get hangovers yet, which is good. Supplement, Supplement King sells a pill. It's called, like, Party Smarts. Oh, really? And I sold it to some guy today. He's like, what is this? And I was like, it's to cure hangovers. He's like, does it work? And I was like, honestly, I don't even know. <laughs> it's a, Every time I've taken, I haven't gotten hangover. I just don't know if it's just one of those times I don't get hangovers, though. And I was like, I told him, I was like, 
the end of the day, isn't it a good thing if you never know if it works or not? He's like, fuck me, good point. Very good, Seals. I actually, that's a really good gift. Like, I would love giving that as a gift. What? Oh, the party smart? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I've got a lot of friends that are um, affected by bad hangovers. And oh. I'm going to see ones that are still. Three, three ninety nine for one pill. Holy shit. Actually, that's not very good. It's awful. <laughs> it's so expensive. <laughs> it's like, okay, so then, I'm sure, take one of your hangovers that you've had. I'm sure you've had a hangover before. 1 p.m., you're in the middle of your hangover. Are you going to pay $4 to get that um, feeling gone away? Okay, I'm going to sound like a really big asshole, but I've actually never, like, I've never experienced that bad of a hangover before and like people always are like oh you probably didn't drink enough and i don't think that's i don't think that's the case some people just don't get the only time i've really had a bad hangover i've had like one or two but the worst one i've ever had was first week of quarantine i went to the liquor store and i got a bottle of rum oh my god yeah rum I only had like one third of the bottle. I had like two drink, two strong drinks, and I was just like, "Like, what's the point?" Like, I'm going to bed in half an hour. I might be able to finish one more drink. I'm not even feeling a buzz. I'm just going to bed. Yeah. Went to bed. I woke up the next morning. I had work from like ten to six at Supplement King. Mm -hmm. I was throwing up every thirty minutes. Oh my god! Like it was. I was at a point where, so like nobody was coming in because it was the beginning of quarantine. I think I had like three customers coming in an eight hour shift. Mm-hmm. I was just sitting in the back of the store with my computer set up, watching basketball, like NBA finals, like old reruns with a garbage right next to me. And I'd just be like, that would suck. That would that- suck. I, I've like witnessed some pretty bad, bad hangovers from friends and like, I, I'm, I again it might actually be because like I just don't drink stuff that gives you hangovers you know yeah that's the biggest thing it's your it's your body's ability to metabolize sugar does that sound right kind of and like I mean it's not really sugar it's like it's something called acetaldehyde that your body needs to get rid of but like I mean my ancestors have been doing it for years so I've been bred. <laughs> I've literally been bred to not get hangovers. <laughs> That's a. Uh, I can go down a wormhole about that, but just like, it's a oh. weird concept of how everything that us humans experience today on our day to day basis and what has created us as humans mm-hmm. has taken so long to get to the point we are now. You know, you just, for example, you look at the, our hunter gatherer mentality, right. say as a male species versus a female species, male species are designed from years and years and years of being able to go out into the wilderness and risk life or death to feed the family. And it's crazy how that's still part of human society now, just because it's bred into our DNA. Yeah, actually, I, I do agree with that. Like, it's just so, like, like, um, if evolution still worked, I would not be here doing this podcast. <laughs> I would have died like ten years ago or twelve years ago, or whatever. Um, it's insane. Like, it's such a weird thought that everything 
what we look like now and what is going on with us is because of evolution. It's because of like things that would have killed us but didn't kill us. It's it's the most efficient way of evolution. You know like, what I mean? No. So it's like only the strongest for, survive. Right. So the strongest are the most efficient in their field. Right. Right. But it's only like, it's relative to like what the world is. Right. Cause mm-hmm. I like, if I, okay. If I, if insulin wasn't discovered, I'd be dead. Like I'd be gone. I would be weak. I would have, I would have died. I, some, something would have eaten me, you know, but I didn't cause someone discovered insulin just figured out how it works. Whereas other people aren't so lucky, like people with cancer, you know, yeah, we're in that like generation now where the strongest don't necessarily survive. We're able to help out the I don't want to say having type 1 diabetes is a it's a disadvantage. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? Like I don't know how else to really word it, but it is a disadvantage whether yeah. it's a bad disadvantage or a good disadvantage because you can get the whole concept of being like, well, if you have a disadvantaged childhood, sometimes it brings out the best in you or sometimes it brings out the worst in you. I have no idea. I feel like I've just been, I've just been jazzed. I've been whatever. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to hit you with this question now. Mm -hmm. Do you think the next step in civilization is artificial intelligence taking over? And this is just Darwinism working, that humans are going to slowly not exist anymore, homo sapiens, and it's going to turn into just artificial intelligence? Um, and we're just the creators of the next stepping stone in the evolution of that is such a hard question oh my god like i i can see how it could be like a stepping stone but i don't think i feel like as humans we wouldn't let artificial intelligence get to that point you know like there's already like a lot of artificial intelligence around us right like um like instagram ads have you ever like noticed like look at things like it's exactly what you're looking for um like I, I bought a new phone recently i bought this uh like the iphone se or whatever and the first ad i got was like right after i ordered it was like the phone cases like they were like hey like you need a new phone case so it was weird so we're already kind of living with it i don't think we're gonna let it get to a point where it like defeats us you know what i mean mm-hmm. we might like integrate it into ourselves like into our brains but i don't think it'll like defeat us i I know what you mean because it's gotta get to a point though because if you do look along the line of technology like you know look at moore's law yeah we're at that point where we are exponentially like doubling technology power especially if we hit quantum computing we're fucked we're not we're fucked but like it's the next big fucking thing yeah and it's it's hard because when you do look at that way it's okay well inevitably we are going to reach a point where ai is has a higher iq and is smarter than humans itself and is able to then i don't say control humans but understand us better than we can understand ourselves by reading the individual if you know what i mean I feel like I feel like there's like a, a good part of me that just doesn't believe it because I don't want to believe it. It's a scary thought because it's yeah. taking our who we are, Homo sapiens, and destroying it. 
yeah. when you look along the whole evolution of mankind, it's been dominated by the evolution of creating a new species and destroying the old species. You know, like shedding its skin and creating something better. But I mean, like, I don't think it shed. Okay, so like humans are literally bred. And sorry to anyone who believes otherwise. Humans are bred to procreate, you know, like to keep mm -hmm. going. So if like we made something that would tear our species down, I think we would try our absolute best to get rid of it, you know, to like suppress it. Like, uh, do you know what CRISPR is? Yes, I know what CRISPR is. Okay, so I was terrified about CRISPR. Like, I was like, oh my God, CRISPR is going to change our life. Like, we're, we're done. After CRISPR gets out to everyone and, you know, like, we're done. Like, as a species, that's it. Like, we're going to be dealing with super humans or whatever. Humans that have, like, genetically modified crazy traits or whatever. So I use CRISPR in my lab. Okay, or I did in my old lab a lot. Um... And even this lab, like, we have a technician that does a lot of CRISPR, like, editing and stuff. And it's actually not that great. Like, it's not that scary when you think about it. I, I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean. I have kind of, like, two points to that. The scary part is, yeah, maybe in, like, countries such as USA or Canada where there are regulations and there is the ability for the government to say, hey, this is not ethical, ethically right to do this right but then you also have countries like china you know where it's like oh we can generate this shit because i'm pretty sure crispr was developed in china right uh, i don't think so no oh never mind i'm jumping to conclusions there though but <laughs> like i think i think it's like the the literature that like helped crispr mm -hmm. a thing was probably developed in china or yeah. in other places around the world but i think it was actually the u.s usa makes sense but it's just like the whole thing of okay well if you have 99 percent of the countries who are able to create this artificial intelligence but they have ethical restrictions on it right but then there's that one percent there's that one country that doesn't have these ethical restrictions china or as donald trump would say china 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 <laughs> it's like then that country itself which it like they're able to then advance technology more so and create these unethical algorithms that will then manipulate and control society and once they're created that's when it's hard to go back and uncreate them because these algorithms are already smarter than humans if it gets to that point i i see what you're saying you know what i mean it's yeah it, it, i i think i'm having difficulty like thinking an algorithm like this okay so humans make codes right humans have mm -hmm. to code the thing so i think i'm i'm struggling to like see how a human with like a human iq could code a code more smart than a human you know yeah and that's where there's you get a lot of contradictions on the future and this is a big thing where it's yeah we're able to code computers I'm going to say everything, but we have the ability to code everything except a creative aspect, the consciousness. And to be able to code a consciousness, we have to understand the consciousness. And we're so far away from understanding what the consciousness is. How are we able to code that? Okay. So I, I work in epilepsy or I have been working in epilepsy. So like, I think I, I kind of disagree with that a little bit. Continue. 
So your, your brain, like each neuron has like four or five different ways of, or four, I think it's four. I might be wrong and I apologize if my supervisor ever watches this. Um, but I think it's four different ways it can like differentiate a signal, right? Like computers um, right now, as of now, not talking about quantum computing, function on zeros and ones, right? Mm -hmm. the, brain, the brain can function on different things like um, frequency of, of like impulses or it can, it can see like the gradient of impulses or you can look at like the speed of impulses and there's one other one I can't remember. Um, so I think like the brain has this ability to kind of integrate signals in a way that a computer can't. So like it, it like there's this argument that if we like our nerves, right? Like when we touch the computer screen, you can feel it, right? But your brain can integrate it in multiple different ways. Mm -hmm. um, whereas a computer, there's like not a lot of different ways it can integrate that same signal. You know what I mean? Like there's only a few set paths. Yeah. Okay. So I actually, I actually agree with you. I don't know if you just interpreted what I said wrong or I said it wrong because I'm fucked up. But oh, maybe I, I think I might have because I've also had a few drinks. I might be a little bit. No, it is. I probably said it wrong. But <laughs> I understand what you mean because it's more than just zeros and ones. It's more than just like you know on and off switch that our brains have. Right. Which is then why like so I want to believe in like the whole simulation theory concept, but at the end of the day, I don't have any proof to that a computer can have the ability to be coded in the way our brains are coded. If you right. know what I mean. No. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, this is not grasping. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like my brain is just like, no, I can't think about this because that means humans can die and like species uh. can be eradicated. So I feel like my brain is like intentionally trying not to think about it. And it's, <laughs> no, it's it's fine. I'm fucking. My brain is all snow. I worked a twelve hours of work today. <laughs> I also read an audiobook, watched YouTube videos, and I talked to eight people at my work. Like I did nothing at work today. Oh really? Damn. It's just a long day. I've been up since five a.m. I I'm I'm definitely an early. I like waking up early. I'm. I'm iffy on it. It's like, I like to, but also that snooze alarm is just so beautiful looking. No. Especially of like during quarantine, that was my biggest thing. And I, I'm happy I only did it for like a week or two of just staying up till 2 a.m., 3 a.m. and then waking up at 10. I, yeah, I'm guilty of it. I, I thought I liked getting up early like all the time, but when I have the time to sleep, I love sleeping. <sighs> like through high school, like I, Every day in high school, I'd stay up to like midnight, 2 a.m. and wake up at 6 or 6.30. And through my undergraduate, same thing. Like I'd be, I'd be like out the door at like 6.45. And it was like a normal thing for me. And the second I got some time to just like chill out, I was like, yep, I'm going to sleep all day. All day. Have, have you felt better from increasing your sleep? No, I haven't. Oh, you haven't? No, not at all. Huh. I feel I feel better when I'm more productive and like when I sleep in I feel like I'm wasting daylight. How how is your ability to like self reflect your days and attribute a positive day to a certain event or a certain thing you did in the morning? If you know, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, okay, I'll give you an example. So, okay. 
when I started smoking weed. Okay. So when I started smoking weed, one of the biggest things that came from it is my ability to self-reflect. Right. You know, in high school and like my first years out of high school, I was a little shit. Sorry, my microphone keeps twisting off. Um, okay, well, uh, fucking. Okay. So my ability, sorry. <laughs> so I never like self-reflected. I never looked back at what my actions would mean for other people, myself, right. like, whatever it would be. It was just, oh, let's do this because it'd be funny. You know, or oh, it's fucking, I'm young, why not? And then I started like smoking weed and then my ability to self-reflect and then look at it from a different perspective being like, okay, maybe you shouldn't be doing this type of thing. Maybe you should be doing more of this instead to get away from that. Are you losing your train of thought? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can like see it. I can see it through the screen. <laughs> Where is he going with this? <laughs> what are we talking about? My ability to self self reflect. I think I asked. Okay. Oh, I'm explaining the question to you. So we're back on track. So this, and I'm just gonna give an example. So that kind of gave me the ability to self reflect, right? And then, so I've noticed this past week where there's this nootropic called Lion's Mane. Mm -hmm. It's a distant cousin of psilocybin, and psilocybin has shown really big benefits of your neurology, or if that's the fucking correct word, I don't really give a fuck right now. Um, but anyways, though, what I've noticed this past week is the days where I have my mushroom coffee, which has lion's mane in it. Yeah. And then also this, like, pre-workout, it's called Neurostim. Mm -hmm. It also has lion manes in it. And I've noticed, and, like, my ability to self-reflect of uh, being like, okay, I know I took this in the morning, I did this and that in the morning, which then led to me being able to concentrate. Because... Okay, I'll kind of backtrack a bit here because I was having days on the golf course where I'd be listening to audiobooks and I wouldn't be able to pay attention. Right. So my brain would be fucking left and right and everywhere, right? Um, Sorry, my bad. No, it's fine. Um, but my the days where I would have this lines main, I actually was able to like self-reflect and be like, oh, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday were days where I was actually able to focus what was so different about these days. And I was like, oh, I kind of had that lion's mane. And I, you know, I, I remember I meditated, even if it was for like 10, 15 minutes to kind of clear my train of thought. Um, and I've been able to like think that this whole like self-reflection definitely fucking helps. And I kind of lost my fucking where the whole thing was besides asking you about that. And I also have no idea why I asked you. Like sponsored by lion's mane. <laughs> It's an idea of mine. I don't know how I feel about nootropics. Like, I've never tried them. Maybe I have, and I don't know I tried them. Caffeine. Yeah, I guess caffeine's, like, the, the biggest nootropic. And that, I mean, it, it helps make you feel like you're awake, but it doesn't, I don't know if it actually makes you smarter or, like, actually helps you reflect well, more. It, ma it makes you more alert. Yeah, yeah, but you know only, I mean? for, only for, like, monotonous tasks. Mm. Like, only, like, things that you have to keep doing over and over again apparently mm -hmm. so i don't know it just makes me feel good but i i've heard a lot of like good things about lion's mane i've also heard some bad things so i have no idea um well that's the thing too it's hard to be like it will attribute it completely to lion's mane you know yeah. maybe maybe i had a good night's sleep that i didn't know about maybe my actual sleep was better maybe it was the fact that 
oh, you didn't smoke weed on Wednesday. And you, like, you know what I mean? There's a lot of other factors. That was just one of my factors that I had picked up on. Yeah, I don't. I, I totally forgot the point of this conversation. I'm so sorry. But I'm like struggling. I'm struggling to like give you an answer because I don't know. Trust me, I don't know where I went with the question either. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I'm such a shock. No, because like, I asked you this question and now I'm like, why the fuck would you ask her this question out of the blue? Like what led to this? Yeah, it's so weird i feel like i was like what the fuck i don't know some fucking deep thought i had i feel like that that like spray bottle thing the the weed is really helping you mm. i feel like that's what it is okay well i also had it's like this thing's pretty big it was like this much caught wait let me it was like <laughs> this much coffee mm-hmm. and then like this much Irish cream. Yeah. Actually, that would be pretty nice. Was your coffee hot, though? It was super good. Wouldn't that, like, get rid of the ethanol in the, the Irish cream? <laughs> that can, well, it's not, like, hot, hot. Like, it's not boiling water. True. Like, does it take boiling water to get rid of the ethanol in liquor? I actually, I, I don't know about that. Because, like, when you spray ethanol into your hands and stuff, it, like, 100% ethanol, it, like, goes, it, like, diffuses in, like, 30 seconds. Like, it's, like, dry. You can, like, spill it on yourself and it just disappears. So I have no idea if you, like, leave a container open and it's, like, 15%, which I think Irish cream is. Like, would it go down in ethanol over time or... I don't know. Tastes good. That's all I know. It's one of those few alcoholic drinks where I'm just like, I just drink it because it tastes fucking good. Oh, man. You should put it on ice cream. It's, <gasps> it's so good. I went to uh, Smitty's when me me and Tyler and Tom here. Yeah. We went there for New Year's Eve or like mm-hmm. New Year's and the days around New Year's. And we'd always go to Smitty in the morning. I can't fucking speak right now. Smitty's in the morning. And I'd always get a coffee and Bailey's. And by the, like, we went there three days in a row. And the third day, the waitress was just like, coffee and Bailey's. And I was just like, yeah. You and know. like, yeah, and they would put the ice cream on it. And I was like, this is next level shit. It's so good. It is so good. We like, um, over the winter break, we went to uh, Canmore. And it, like we had coffees and coffee and Bailey's, and it was so. I've never actually drank Bailey's before that. It was so good. I was just like, "What the heck? Like, why? What have I been missing?" It, it like, tastes like a French vanilla or a French vanilla. Yeah. You know they're called the French vanillas. I think so. They're so sweet, though. Why? Okay, okay, hold on. Why does French vanilla sound so wrong right now? I think so you're fucked. Like that—that that is the correct terminology, right? Okay. Okay. Let's think about this spray. It fucking kicks. So usually edibles 45 minutes or so. Yeah. You know, like if it's 25 minutes and you're feeling the effects, you know, you're fucked. (laughs) But like this spray, those weird, it's like an hour and 15. You kind of be like, you get a moment where you're like, I kind of feel it. But then it's like, 45 minutes later, you're kind of just like, okay, 
I'm fucked right now. Did you have a big meal? I had Earl's, and I had that, a burger when I got home. That probably what is what like made it so long. You want it? So, one time I took shrooms, and it was I took them at ten o'clock at night. Like I ate them at ten o'clock at night or so, but it was like a little microdose. It was like two or three grams, nothing crazy. And I was watching this like documentary about Egypt, ancient Egypt, and about how the Egyptian pyramids are older than they actually are, and same with the Great Sphinx and blah blah blah. And they're built by an ancient civilization before the Egyptians. Anyways, I was watching this, hoping to be high on shrooms, and it never happened. <laughs> I gave up at like 1 a.m., like three hours after I ate these shrooms. I was like, okay, I just must not eat enough to even microdose. Yeah. So I'm going to bed. As I'm laying in bed, I can kind of feel the effects. Like whenever I'm really high on shrooms, I hear this ringing in my noise, in my ears. <laughs> and I kind of hear like a faint of this ring. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. Like they're kind of on the point of just hanging in there. You know, it's their last kick. Let me just go smoke some weed. Let's see if that calms it down. Mm -hmm. uh, literally, I know weed enhances the high of shrooms. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> like yeah, <you're> so, <laughs> so I went on my deck at 1.30. And I just started to smoke. And then 2.30 a.m. kind of came around of me sitting on the deck for an hour in just complete silence, smoking weed. And I thought, okay, I should go to bed. You know, I don't really feel the shrooms anymore. I think I'm good. I think they're worn off. So I walk downstairs, go to bed. And the second I lay in bed. You're just like. Just start tripping fucking balls. I just closed my eyes. And I remember the time I woke up. It was like, I don't remember it now exactly, but it was like four something. And I remember I just, that's when I stopped tripping. So I literally laid in bed in complete silence with my eyes closed for like two and a half hours. And I just had this huge visual and I pictured my brain being this computer and I had all these folders in my desktop. And I was like, fuck it, rid of that shit. Delete, delete, recycle bin. That's fucking so, dope. That is so weird. Like I can't I I'm not comfortable with my brain enough to like do that. Mm. I don't but like it's funny that you mentioned that because like sometimes if I like because of the diabetes and stuff, sometimes if you eat like pizza, pizza takes like four hours to get into your system. So like my blood sugar will be like stable and then four hours later it'll be like high. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like I ate this four hours ago. So I feel like that's what happened with the shrooms. Like it takes so long for your body to just like, you know, like digest it and like deal with it. Yeah. Well, I find it so weird because even with like edibles, you'll take one edible. That's the same. Mm -hmm. And one time it'll take 45 minutes, but then the next time it'll take an hour and a half. It totally depends on what you eat. And your water consumption and all that jazz. Yeah. 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 100%. Um, it's crazy. Like, fuck. I can't even, I can't even imagine how fucked you would have been after you smoked weed and you had shrooms. Like, I, I feel like my brain would melt into itself, you know? So, during this trip, it's actually one of my most, like, vivid, I mean, I've only done shrooms a handful of times, and I've only started doing them, like, a year ago. So, I think I probably, I would say I've, like, 70% tripped three times. Like, what led you to, like, try it? I'm just curious. So... Pharmacology is my degree. I'm just... I've read, like, mm -hmm. 
it was it was one of those things where my perception of what I thought it was was completely different because you hear stories of it mm-hmm. but you hear these stories and then the image you put in your mind of these stories is something completely not what it is have you right. had them before or no? no okay so and it's just completely different like you hear people say oh the walls were kind of collapsing in around me or stuff like that like that's the scary stuff that happens yeah but it's not actually true that they're collapsing around you it's just you feel this presence that you just need to get out of these walls you know what i mean like they're kind of holding you back in a way like that's that's the example i'm going to use but what led me to do it was that i wanted to but i was just scared right right uh, but my one buddy said oh hey i have this stem it was maybe a gram or whatever it was try it you might feel a little bit of something you might not uh it was more than a stem it was like stem and a half plus a a cap right and so i had it and it wasn't enough to go full dose trip balls but it was enough for me to get a taste of it right. you know like i would compare edibles to being like a full trip compared to taking a few hits out of a blunt or a joint Okay. So I took the few hits out of the joint on these shrooms and I just had these two and three hours of just the ability to connect my brain waves so well. So, you know, when you're talking like earlier in this podcast, we've been talking we're like, fuck, we can't find the words. We can't make that connection between things. Right. Cause yeah. it just seems like the connection between those neurons don't exist. Right. But when you're on shrooms, it feels like the amount of neurons that are connected is extrapolated like a shit ton that's crazy you know what i mean so it it, it literally just feels like like it's people the way people explain it is just because it's all perception right you know and the way people explain it is just so much different than a lot of ways people interpret it that people haven't done it right but the way i would explain it is it's just like it I hate to say it like this because it sounds super spiritual, but just everything makes sense. That makes sense. I, I think that makes sense. Like, um, okay, so this is kind of an odd like fact about me, I think, but I, I have something called synesthesia, um, which means like when I listen, well, mine is like when I listen to music, I can kind of see the colors. Like I can see items and I can like like music feels like stuff to me oh my god I don't even know how to describe this um like certain music will feel soft or like purple like fuzzy you know and people like I didn't realize this but normal people don't have those brain connections and I think I think my mom has it and I think I have it because of my mom but um <laughs> oh god <laughs> the look no, you're giving me, you're like what this the is fuck? no this is super fascinating like this is fucking it, yeah it's really weird like if you that's like, fucking if you, cool how is that weird that'd be so cool like, you experience music so much differently than your average human I, and i i didn't know that i really did because like with music like i people can describe music they can say like this music feels like purple or this music feels like blue right but like for for whatever reason i my brain is wired a little bit differently i think 
and like things like when I listen to music in bed and everything's dark like I can like see shapes and like I can imagine what it feels like I can imagine what the notes are doing and it's like it's really weird and I actually noticed this because I went to this show called Mes Mesmerica Fuck you. I remember you mentioning that to me before. <laughs> <laughs> and like, okay, so like I knew it before I went to Mesmerica, but when I went to Mesmerica, it was so weird. Like I, I, I felt like, I'm not even gonna lie, like I felt like the shapes that they were showing in Mesmerica was wrong. Like I was like, this doesn't, no, like my brain isn't getting this. Like I just don't get it. And everyone around me was like, wow, this all makes sense. Like it all feels good. And I was like, this feels wrong. Like I don't, it doesn't feel like what my brain wants it to feel like. I don't know if that makes sense. I feel like I've no, 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 it makes complete sense. I'm gonna like. There's this theory. I'm not theory. Like it's it's kind of proven that everybody experiences color differently. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's like a perfect example of it. You know, it's like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Thank you, because <laughs> I did not know where I was gonna finish that sentence from. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's that's fucking fascinating like you experience music like when i think of music i just think of you know just like i can, like i took music for four years mm-hmm. but when i hear it i not even at the point of being able to experience the notes i don't think i can you like I, but like with you though like you said you experience like color yeah which is yeah. super fucking cool like that's something i can't even like visualize or picture in my brain like hey well what color would this one song i have one song in my head right now i'm like hey what color would that be what song is in your head uh do you know mac miller to know i think so i feel like that song's red <laughs> i was thinking gray it's a hella like not like a depressing song but it's one of those songs where it's just like there's light at the end of the tunnel it's one of those songs i feel you know? like it's a vibe maybe i feel like i've heard mac miller's like other songs and stuff Mm -hmm. and you know like i don't know i feel like my other perceptions of mac miller like coming into my color thing because like he you know he's had a sad life he passed away but fuck did you listen to his new album he like his he released after his death uh i don't know if i did actually smoke a blunt to that you'll be fucking thinking about shit <laughs> yeah but i maybe i have like i i'm kind of bad with remembering what music i've listened to but like like it, uh, music is so weird for me like i i can't even describe it like sometimes I, i'll like i'll be like wow this song sounds fuzzy and people are like what like, do, you are you- the, do you have like the ability to sit down and just listen to a whole album while doing nothing yeah 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 really oh like you've never done that like you've never just like that see i have like a the golf course instilled this in me but i have this perception that if you are listening to something you should be able to do something in the meantime you know be double productive right so the whole time at the golf course i worked there for six years Mm -hmm. and whenever i worked there i either listen to music podcasts or audiobooks while doing something else so for me just to lay down there and listen to an album, listen to an audiobook, listen to a podcast is just so inefficient. Yeah, I, I totally I get what you mean. Cause like you know I mean? most of the times when I do listen to music, it's like when I'm painting and stuff. 
Mm. Like I have to be really careful because sometimes like, um, I mean, I've made paintings before. I'm actually, um, I'm right there. That one is supposed to be for Varshu. I'm going to be like finishing it pretty soon. Oh, Varshu. Um, yeah. Do you remember Varshu? I do. Yeah. Stu- student union. Guy. Yeah. Whatever it was. I remember Varshu. Me know. Oh, I totally lost. I can't hear you anymore. Oh. God, we <laughs> Wait, oh, I fucked it up. Okay. Hello. Yo. Yo. Yeah, fucking hell. Because you look masked right now. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, weird. I accidentally switched the speaker instead of the microphone because the microphone got switched accidentally <laughs> you look so baked look at it i'll show you on a photo of yourself on my phone <laughs> um, i'll admit i'm pretty fucking i'm pretty dim right now <laughs> <laughs> but like i guess like the point i was trying to make is like um if i start like listening to an album and I like switch the album. Sometimes it changes the way my art is, or like changes the way I like paint, which is kind of weird. So I have to be really careful. Like if I'm painting one portrait or if I'm painting one thing, I can't like switch songs <laughs> because it like makes me paint differently or it makes me like feel a different way. So I'll just do different things. You don't want a different outside influence on it. Uh, kind of, kind of. Yeah, like, in a very like spiritual monk way of putting it yeah yeah kind of and like sometimes if someone shows me a painting i'll be like that painting sounds like this song and people are like what what do you mean and i'm like i don't know it just does like were you ever in music class growing up um i was for a few years but i wasn't very good huh because like just i'm not fucking no musician i sucked a trumpet but just like the way you're explaining your ability to visualize music band class in grade 10 i think don't you remember that yes yeah you used to play trumpet and i was a flute player and i was garbage like i i was not very good at flute you were way better than i i was like the third trumpet we had two trumpets i'm pretty sure oh man i was fucking trash and then I remember near the end of grade 10 band class, I got my braces put on and I just went up to my teacher and I was like, like Mr. Missile. And I was like, can't play trumpet. Sorry, sir. I'm going to have to miss the last month and a half of class. He's like, okay. Wasn't it Mr. Missile? Oh my God. What the heck? Oh, dude. Mr. Nur, Miss, oh, what the heck? Maybe I'm tripping. Cause like, um, do you know Miss Breaky by any chance? Okay, never mind. She she's like now the band teacher at McNally, and she, I saw her yesterday, but she was my band teacher in junior high for like years. It was like really trippy. What? Missed that all. My speaker got switched up again. Oh oh no worries. No okay, what'd you say? I was like, um, I I remember Mr. Missile, but like, never mind. I'm tripping. I'm also drunk. Hello, tripping girl. Like, um, my like junior high teacher was like someone named Miss Breaky or Nancy Breaky, and I think she moved to McNally or something. I saw her yesterday. 
Well, I heard that Mr. Missile quit a year or two after we left. Damn. Must have been rough. I wonder why. McNally's a shit. I think a lot of, when the um, Mr. Skrakel left, mm-hmm. a lot of, then they got the new teacher who I think from my memory used to, oh, fuck, backstory. Fuck, I was a dick in elementary. That's all I'm going to say about this. But anyways, we were, we got this new principal in like grade five, grade six elementary. Mm-hmm. We had our suspicious suspicions he was gay. Okay. So it's just a rumor flowing around, like, oh, the principal's gay, the principal's gay. And then there was this one kid who we also had thought was gay. Which is nothing, there's nothing wrong with being gay. No, no, like, but when, when when you're in grade five and grade six, though, it's like gossip, though, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's always like, oh, the gay, the, the gay principal, whatever. But, and then there was a day where it's like, oh, the student gets to be principal for the day. And he picked the kid that we had thought was gay. And then we're all just like, okay, well, they're both gay now. So, <laughs> But anyways, though, my dad taught with him at Harry Ainley mm-hmm. and they, from my memory. Don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure he went from principal at Greenview, where I went to elementary, to then teaching at Ainley. Right. To then being the principal at McNally. And apparently he was the principal that came in after Mr. Scraco, and that's when everything went downhill what the heck that was so weird yeah fun story of the night well i didn't know that i was so like disconnected from mcnally like i mean i know people but people don't really know who i am which is fine like i'm cool with that but like i don't give a shit i loved i loved high school i actually really loved it like it was like like I, I, I feel sorry for the people who did get bullied, but like, I didn't really get bullied, and like I, I had a good time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I liked high school. I hated high school. I hated who I was in high school, but I liked the friends that I made in high school. Damn, that's trippy. So trippy. I loved gym class in high school. I should have thrown bean. Yeah, actually, like I, I don't know. I've always like loved sports, and I've loved like being athletic. And sometimes it's kind of nice. Like it's just nice to like. I don't know. It's nice to get your aggression out, maybe. I do have to say, during this whole quarantine, so for the first few weeks, it was like guilt-free. Uh, an excuse to not work out. The gyms will be open in two or three weeks. Who gives a fuck? I'm going to enjoy my time off. Right. To then being like, okay, hey, well, I got to start home workouts now because this ain't something that's super temporary. Yeah. To then hating fucking home workouts. To me then missing my ability to get my cardio in through sports. Yeah. Yeah. To now I fucking miss just the gym in general and just me missing that doesn't motivate me to go do my home workouts because my home workouts are nothing compared yeah. to gym workouts. I, I think I realized that when I was like, oh, cool. Like I can just do, oh, excuse me. I was going to say. I've been burping this whole podcast. <laughs> I was going to say like when, when like the last day I had at the gym, I did not like, I took it for granted for sure. I was like, uh, uh, like the stupid douchebags on um, 
you know, like he's like on the lat press and I, I, I need it or whatever. Like I was just not having good workout. Like the last workout wasn't very good, but like I use at home workouts just don't push myself as much. Um, and I think it's cause like, but I think, uh, can you hear me by any chance? Nah, you hella tripping right now. You bugging. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. Can you hear me? Hello. Yo. Bonjour. Oh. Can you hear me? Um, I feel like I need. Yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Okay, I, uh, we have a weird thing at my house, so if someone turns on the microwave, our internet connection like goes. Um, it happens with old microwaves. It's a thing. It's China. Ask China. China. Um, but I was gonna say, like, I, I think I work out because when I see okay, when I see other people working out, I'm like, okay, I should work out like really hard. I should like one up you. Like, you know, uh, I need well, people to work out effectively. Yeah. And when I'm alone, I don't work out well. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Cause there's no for me with somebody with low self discipline. It's easy for me just to be totally like. Frozen. Can you hear me? Oh no! No. Yo. Yo yo yo. Yo yo yo. Word. So word. hear me yo 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 hey i can hear you <laughs> you can hear me yeah i think it's our microwave okay weird well we can end this here soon though we've been going on for fucking two hours holy crap how do you how are you like how are you gonna edit this just gotta post it all of it all two hours of it Probably, unless I divide it in two, but what's the point of that? There's no point. <laughs> Shit. Makes it easier on my life, though. Yeah, that's true. But, okay, let's fucking end this, because I'm fucking okay. tired. No, I know. I, uh, I've been, like, ignoring responsibilities. It's a good feeling. The thing I like about this pod, the podcast, though, it's... Like, I don't feel the urge to, like, look on my phone or do something else because it's, like, fully engaged in the conversation and you don't have those distractions. So, it's, like, you can enjoy the conversation so much better. I, I actually, I'm, I'm a huge con- conversationalist. So, like, I love just, like, sitting down and talking to someone. I'm, like, old school in that sense. But no, I, I don't know. I, I, that's why I started my podcast. I like talking with people. I talk and shit. I like getting drunk. Because I feel like I found with myself, I have a very diverse ability to have a conversation with, like, everybody and anybody. Yeah. Where it goes to just, like, getting fucked up and talking shit about people and funny stories to, like, the deepest questions of society. I think that's, I think that's so important in life. You know, like, I, I think, um, I think, okay, sorry, scientists, aka myself, I struggle in, like, communicating with people a lot, like, interestingly. But, like, I feel like you're, like, good at every level. Like, we, we talked about high school. We talked about, like, fucking quantum mechanics. And 
don't know. You made it work. I like that. <laughs> I fuck. I don't know. I just like that goes back to my thing where I just like learning shit and talking about it. Yeah. Like I heard. So I heard this one quote. I'm sorry to go on a fucking other rant, but I heard this quote where it's like, if you could read, um, at an exponential rate of books and comprehend it all, but you didn't have the ability to share that information with anybody else, would you take advantage of that? Like, at all? Like, you wouldn't be able to, like, do anything? Yeah, yeah, like, like, and this guy was, like, talking about how he used to read books to then be able to sound smart and share information with other people. Mm-hmm. And he said that, and that's kind of what I thought at first, too, while I was reading all these books, so I could, like, kind of, like, brag and show off, like, oh, I know, fuck, I read about this, I read about this. But then it got to a point where it's just like, nah, I just like talking about this shit because it's like, the thing is too, it's like when you talk to yourself, like you cut yourself some slack. You know what I mean? Like you don't actually form perfect sentences in your brains. You have these gaps in between the big concepts in your brain. Right. But those filler words are non-existent. But when you have these conversations, you're able to, or you're forced to then fill in those gaps, which then makes you comprehend shit. So you look at stuff, it's like, oh, people don't understand anything until they teach it finally. Yeah, yeah. And that's like exactly a conversation. It's like once you say it and kind of explain yourself, that's when you're able to comprehend it a lot better. I, I definitely, I have a really bad habit of like when I don't understand a concept, I'll like call up a friend. I'll be like, hey, just like listen to me. Mm-hmm. And I'll just like be on the other side and try and understand what I'm saying. And I'll just like talk and talk and talk until I get it myself um because like you have to explain your train of thought to them which helps mm-hmm. you understand your own train of thought yeah like, like I said like yeah like you fill in those gaps in between the connections yeah 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 right? so that's why I find like every book I read or every chapter I read on my books I always take like 10-15 minutes and just sit back and do nothing and just like self-evaluate like and I, I try to ask myself questions like, okay, hey, what did you, I've been trying to do this a lot lately, but it's like, okay, hey, what did you take from this? What did you learn from this? What's like, you just kind of ask yourself questions, you know what I mean? And that, I feel like that's when you kind of learn the most. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I also smoke a lot of weed, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, let's end this, bitch. Well, it was a good podcast. I'm so impressed with it. Like, I, I can't believe, I was like, holy shit, we're going to stop talking midway through and we're not going to know what to say. But that was really, it just kept going. I like it. I like, just, these podcasts are fucking fun. I love it. They're easy. I don't say they're easy, but they're fun. What I, I fucking, I was trying to fucking rant. But what I found is like, whenever I read something, for some reason, whatever I'm reading, whatever I'm learning, whatever I'm, interested in it somehow gets brought up in a conversation i have with people yeah yeah like actually, I, like I was like, talking to my boss and somehow i didn't even bring it up but he brought up these nuclear bombs and i was literally just like oh i literally just w- listened to a six-hour podcast this morning about this like what the yeah, fuck that always happens to me too like I, actually i'm gonna do it on your podcast i'm looking for an apple watch so if someone like is trying to sell theirs i want it anyways maybe oh, maybe it's oh, one theory i'm gonna leave you on this note you know what mk ultra is who mk ultra no the mind control experiment by the cia oh yes yeah maybe it worked and you know how ads 
um, come up once you like talk about something or search for something or buy something like you had mentioned with your phone. Maybe that's what reality actually does. And this is MK Ultra's way of controlling us. Oh my God, maybe. But I, I've like, I've totally noticed that. Like if I, like, if I want more information on a topic, I just have to talk about it and somebody else will give me like that info or give me a, a resource or something. Mm-hmm. Like insane. Crazy how that works. But Read this book if you're going to stocks. I was going to mention it, but it never Is came it up. Fundamentals of Investing? Yeah, it's a textbook. Oh, oh, very nice. I, I actually took Accounting 300. Don't ask why. Accounting is a, f- a fucking joke. I, yeah, it was, it was actually pretty good. <laughs> Fuck accounting. Out of all my time at Nate, this is the one textbook I'm going to keep on forever because it's like so useful for my future development and my finances and investing. Where do, you, so, where do you get it? How do I get one? I don't know. I'll let you borrow it. I'm down. I'm only keeping it because I know in my late 20s, that's when I want to get into investing. Yeah. So I'm going to want this textbook then. But it literally, if in the meantime, if you want to use it, go for it. Like, There's everything in here. Okay. So sorry. I, I know this probably isn't a part of your podcast, but if you're going to start investing, I would do it now. Like, this is like the prime time to buy shit. Girl, I'm a financial advisor right now. For what? Like the world, what is it? No, what? not fucking the WFG. Where are That's you? Okay. What are you doing? How are you doing this? I'm a financial, I'm a licensed financial security advisor. I can invest. I can, I can create your whole financial plan. If you want disability insurance, if you want group coverage, if you want to invest, if you want life insurance if you want annuities if you want a pension plan to put together a financial plan put together hit me up (laughs) that sounds good i already have like i've got a lot of money locked up already so i'm probably gonna gonna, don't invest through me yet i just have this job it's gonna be a job i might take in three years because it might make me money then but it's like a legit job that i'm just currently bullshitting a lot and making money from Oh, Matt. Oh, my God. Imagine if someone, like, hears your podcast. They're like, holy shit, that's my financial advisor. <laughs> well, it's like, so the agreement I made with this guy is that my first six, eight months here before I go to Halifax are just experience. Okay. So it's really okay. just understanding the business, you know, learning how to fucking get clients, investing, you know, like, the whole shabam. And then when I come back, he was like, hey, well, he's like, if you are – networking and finding your connections when you get back he's like, i expect you to make like two hundred thousand dollars in your first year Damn. because he's like i i believe that you have the ability to do this and i'm just like uh-huh, i don't like finance <laughs> quickly before we end this podcast yeah um, I, I like asking people this and i know i'm not supposed to be asking questions you are but i'm, I'm just it's a podcast ask me questions i'll give a shit what like what would be your ideal income like, give me a number. Oh, like a number of what I want yearly, annually? Yeah. What year of my life? Like, within my first five years of finding a career before retirement or at, like, my highest earning year possible? Because, um, you know, there's, like, different phases to your whole, like, financial life, right? So you'll start yeah. off your job. You won't be making as much. You'll be paying off your you know, student debts. If you have student debts, you'll be saving up for a mortgage. Mm-hmm. And then once you pay off your mortgage, then you'll have those assets in the house. Then you'll also be able to, like they say within the last five years of retirement, you're making your most money. 
like you're you know mid like halfway through your career when you're making like when you're your most uh, sorry when you are the most productive mm. where you know your business enough to make like, the most amount of money where you're still energetic how much do you want to make the reason i ask is my oh. like mine is really high and people are like what the fuck like, what's you yours mine's like easily five hundred thousand dollars like six hundred thousand dollars seven See, million goddamn <laughs> one thing i found about this finance job is that money doesn't motivate me i always thought money motivated me but it doesn't because this job is basically i don't say like straight commission because i made eight grand within my first four months of training and then once i got off that like salary then it's all commission and it hasn't motivated me to go out there and find clients to get to invest with. But for me though, it's mainly because I, I don't want to say I don't believe in what I'm promoting because I, I think everybody needs a good financial plan intact. Like, you know, a lot of times people don't understand finances because it's such a complex subject that they just ignore it. They keep their money in a savings account that's earning 1% interest while inflation is growing at whatever it is, like 3% and they're technically losing money. But they don't get that, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like their purchasing power goes down. They don't realize that they're losing money by keeping the safe bet. Um, So like, I believe in what my practice preaches. It's just something that I can't get behind in, I don't want to say selling, but convincing. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'll do it for myself, but I don't feel the need to go out there and teach people this. I don't know if it's an egotistical standpoint, selfish standpoint. It's just, I, and I understand like, it's a very good thing to be teaching people because going through high school, people are never taught this shit. Right. But like, to be fair, you can only teach people what they want to learn. That's, that's true. You can't just like force it on them. If they want to mm-hmm. come and learn about it, they will. Mm-hmm. Or if someone wants to learn about it, they will do it on their own free, free like will. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, so I'm gonna go back to your question. <laughs> See, it's like I don't know. I don't. I've never put a number of what I want to make. I've never thought about that. Like I understand the whole concept that happiness money can only buy you happiness up until $75,000 and everything past that is an actual true happiness. You know what I mean? Cause $75,000 will, that's an average, but like $75,000 will cover your basics and give you a stress-free life. So you don't have to worry about money. Yeah. As long as you're good with it. But like, I don't know. I live this, like I've been trying to think about this, what I want to do in the future. And mm-hmm. Uh, fuck, you opened up a can of worms. I'm thinking right now. Um, you can just get back to me and say it in your next podcast or something. No, I'm fucking thinking right now, but <laughs> yeah, screw you. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, for me, I just, I want to do shit because I love it, not regardless of the money. Yeah. I want to make good money. I want to, you know, like if I ever fucking find a wife, I don't know if I will or not. I don't know if I'm that type of person. I hope I am, but maybe I'm not. Anyways. Like, what type of person do you need to be to get a wife? Like, compatible with, right? I know what you mean. Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing. I just haven't found anybody compatible enough to deal with my fucking craziness. You're like 22. Uh, 
give, give yourself a break. <laughs> Trust me, I need a break. If that's anything. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just by thirty years old, I want to be making six figures for sure. That's a reasonable. You know what I mean? I yeah. think by by my. Fuck, I don't know, because it's like I could work this job my first five years after I graduate high or university, make a shit ton of money, and then take that money and put it to something I love to do. Or I can just go straight into something I love to do and hope it grows into money. Right. It's such so, a trippy, like, it's something I'm struggling with too, because it's mm-hmm. like, what, do, what am I supposed to do? Like, am I supposed to, you know, like, do I go into my passion and hope that the money follows or do I put my money into my passion? You know, trippy. It's a weird concept. Can we say that again? Like, um, I think what you mentioned was like, um, do you put, like, do you follow the money and then hope that you can put the money into your passion or do you put money into your passion Oh. and hope that the money follows? I think it depends on your situation. True. You know, well, if if you have a good paying job where it's like, okay, you know, it doesn't require a lot of my energy. It's not a bad job. I like the people I work with and it mm-hmm. pays me really good money. And it, so from nine to five, you're doing this job to make your money. And then from five to nine, you're able to do what you love. Right. Right. So then I think yeah. in that situation, you do that nine to five until your five to nine can supplement your nine to five. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think if you're working a nine to five that you fucking hate. See, I'm always under the pressure where it's like, you shouldn't, you need to at least have that foundation of money, you know? Yeah. As shitty as it is, money does run our economy because we allowed it to. Yeah. So it's like to achieve this typical, thing called we we call success we need money right regardless if it's a small amount or a large amount we need some type of money to achieve a dream and i think it all just depends on what you can live how long you can eat shit to do what you love right you know at the end of the day it's all different people will say ah fuck doing what i love i need the money some people will say fuck the money i want to do what i love you know, it depends on your stress level. It depends on how, you know, like depressed you get during these low times of working this shit job to fund your five to nine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, there's just a lot of variables intact. And I think that's just life in general where it's just, there's just so much going on. Sometimes us humans can't comprehend it. You know, yeah. we create this society where everything is just so fragile yeah and just one certain event can change the course of history i feel like i broke your head <laughs> slightly i got about half through that sentence i was like i don't know where the fuck this is going right well, i guess okay I'll, I'll help like ease this stuff along but like i mean like ease the end of our podcast but hopefully you find your five to nine because i definitely found mine but which is i I don't want to be diabetic anymore. Fuck that. I want to eat a whole fucking pizza and never like worry about it. You know, like a whole pizza, like a whole pie. 
Fuck it. I have a question for you. Okay. How hard is it to get rid of a nut allergy if you've already had a reaction? Actually, this is kind of a funny question because um, I I was allergic to pineapple throughout high school. And like through my second year of university, I was like super allergic to pineapple and I, I ended up getting like kidney infection, like yeah. sepsis. And I like all of a sudden got cured from a pineapple allergy. Huh. Like, I used to like show up positive all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I, I don't know. I don't know if you, like you need if you need to like preoccupy your immune system or something because like technically speaking me and you have like a similar issue my Mm -hmm. immune system was active overactive and yours is too Mm -hmm. so don't know is that a good thing though for fighting off this coronavirus i don't know i don't know I, i hope like i mean like the optimistic side of me is like yeah i hope like i could like get rid of it faster but yeah, I feel because I I feel like I've somehow contracted it already. If I was gonna get, I would have gone already. Because during this whole pandemic, I was working at Supplement King retail job. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, but that cases. That's also true too. Where now I'm at that point, it's like, okay, well, if I would have had it, would I have had it already, or is it still to come? It's probably like I think what's gonna happen is we're gonna have like a big spike in the next few days. You think so? Uh, I I do. Yeah. Like next I- few days. Uh, next few or like days, weeks. Uh, I think next few days, like it'll start creeping up, and then next few weeks, it'll kind of come up and go back down. Because mm. like people are like able to go out and like go to restaurants, mm. and stuff, right? So Edmonton like hasn't had a lot of cases. Like, we haven't had that many. I, I do like to say I'm happy out of all places. I do live in northern Canada right now. <laughs> well it's like did you hear about um like this podcast going forever i swear i know oh my god you're full of listeners <laughs> nobody's listening to it at this point yeah no they'd be like hey, this yeah. is <laughs> they would have heard like something about the fourth dimension but like okay this is bullshit next yeah. <laughs> but um so like with grand up in grand prairie they had one case through that whole like first wave yeah and then the last like two three days, they've doubled. They've got two cases now. But apparently, one case in, in up in Grand Prairie is was from a restaurant. Yeah. Somebody at the restaurant had the virus, and they went to work a few days. So now it's like. And that's the thing. It's like, and then you look at South Korea as well too. There's that they open up the clubs, and there's that one guy who transmitted to like 100 potentially 163 people who now have to self quarantine, right? Yeah. It's just, it's a, it's a weird, it's such a weird time. Cause like I'm in this position where I don't know how I should react either. Cause I, I, I do have a chronic illness. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know if I should be paranoid all the time or if I should just like, yeah. I agree with you. I have asthma. So I'm just like, uh, is it going to affect me or is it not going to affect me? Like, do I have the antibodies? Cause I think if I get it and I have the symptoms, like it's not going to be fun for me cause I have asthma. I was going to say, like, if you have asthma and stuff, I would, like, really be careful. It's, like, wearing masks and stuff. And I uh, I really do. I think asthma is, like, the biggest contributor to, like, symptoms or, like, uh, like mm-hmm. bad outcomes. What if I have the antibodies, though? Then it doesn't matter, right? But, like, not if, like, 
I don't know if I have them, and I'm just like throwing out a hypothesis. I don't think you would have antibodies. Like your body has to recognize coronavirus before you have the antibodies, right? So you'd have to come into contact with this thing first, and then your body has to like your immune system has to deal with it. You know what I mean? Like you know what I'm saying? I've been taking vi- I've been taking vitamin D because I heard it's really good for you. <laughs> I mean, so have I, but it doesn't. Well, actually, I've been taking a shit ton of multivitamins actually because I'm like I need to like be healthy. Yeah, I've been kind of paranoid too. I feel like a crazy person because I'm like, who have you seen? Like, I feel like a crazy like, you know, like crazy girlfriends or like like mm-hmm. who are you with? You know, like who did you text? Like who did what? you text? Yeah, exactly. I'm like that. I'm like who. Did you just see, like, did you get someone? Were you mm. within six feet of someone? But I, I don't know how to react. Like, I'm a little, I don't yeah, know. I myself. Yeah, it's like, no, I'm at Supplement King. Like, I don't leave behind my little desk there. I just talk from a distance. Mm. If I come out, I come out just to kind of show them something. But I don't know. That, that's the thing. It's just... It's the norm now, which is scary, though. This whole lifestyle we live is just normal. Well, it's good. You know, yeah. I've been trying to reduce my like anxiety during this whole thing of being like, okay, like who has it? Blah blah blah. Like, you know. But then, then day two, it's like, okay, well, if I get it, like, I don't think I'll die. It might be a shitty week for me. I might not be able to breathe for a few days. Yeah. But my thing is, I don't want to pass it to anybody. Right. I know. You know, like if I catch it because of my stupid actions, so be it. I deserve it. You know, hopefully I don't die from it. Yeah. But like, I deserve it if I go out in public and I catch it. But it's like, if I give it to somebody that was making the effort to reduce it and I gave it to them. That like, that's actually a really like amazing statement for you to say. Cause like a lot of people, like I, I've been kind of paranoid. So my friend group's a little bit weird about me. Being like, oh, who have you seen? Like, where have mm-hmm. you gone? And, like, what have you touched? And it's weird. It, it's definitely weird. So, like, for someone to be like, hey, I'm, I'm worried about passing it on to other people. That's like, like, what if, okay, so theoretically, what if I got it because I went to work and I gave it to, like, a cancer, or like a cancer patient on immunosuppressant drugs? Like, that would suck. That would be my fault that, that the person passed away. Yeah, and I, I've always thought about that. But then, like, there's also a voice in my head, too, that's also saying, okay, well, what are the odds that you, in this time frame, that say you didn't wash your hands for this one hour while yeah. you're at work, that you, that person that came in there with coronavirus touched something that then you touched and then all of a sudden put on your face or your nose or whatever and ingested it, yeah. right? Like what, like, what are the odds of you actually catching it from this one person, especially in Edmonton? I don't know. It, it's such a hard you know? thing. It's such a weird thing. So like, like if you like what I'm doing, I'm just being like as precautious as possible. So like, um, like if I'm out and about, I'll wash my hands a thousand times. I'm really good at not touching my face when I'm out and about. I know, like in the podcast, I was like, mm-hmm. but that's because I'm at home. I haven't seen anyone, so mm-hmm. not an issue. But like, I think I don't know if you're wearing a mask. That's number one. If you're not touching your face, if you're washing your hands, the probability is low or mm-hmm. lower makes sense yeah it reduces your ability to catch it it's another barrier for it to jump to get to you yeah yeah like it's not gonna eliminate it completely it's just like i think i saw somewhere a mask reduces it by like 75 percent yeah because like when you have a mask on you're not like 
consistently touching your face, right? Mm. That, there's something physically there. Although the um, a doctor in the states, I forget the guy's name. One of the head guys, like the lead doctor in deploying information, he said to not wear a mask because yeah. a lot of the times people were actually adjusting it and touching their face more often. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're which is you're, fair. Because like that's what kind of what that's what our supervisor said too. Like he was like, you know, if you're wearing a mask, if you're wearing gloves, actually gloves are like kind of bad. Cause like it, pretend I have gloves on. Right. Mm-hmm. Now then I touch my phone, am I touching it? And then imagine I take my gloves off and then I put my phone to my face. Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. right. And same with masks. Like if people are like touching the mask and like moving it around, then you've already contaminated your nose area. Mm-hmm. So it's it's weird it's a weird time i know if i'm gonna catch it it's gonna can it live on clothes i i don't know i can like for a few hours for sure because i know if i'm gonna catch it one of two ways it's either because like usually if i rub my face or whatever i just kind of with my sleeve yeah it's not my hands like if i am out in public or whatever or i'll like do like behind like the fucking hoodie so I know that if I'm going to catch it, it's either going to be doing that, it gets on my clothes, and then I do that. But like, or if it's on my phone and I don't wash my phone, and then I'm, like, eating something while I'm on my phone. I feel like that's, like, theoretically, who's going to cough on the inside of your shirt, right? Like, if you're, like, holding your shirt like this and, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's hard to say. Like, it's it's, like, this invisible thing that we're fighting as, like, a species. Like, you're, like, you can't really see it. You don't know how it's going to be traced. So it's, mm-hmm. it's such a strange concept. We're in such a weird time. It's a it's a paranoid time. But it's like you hear people saying, oh, you don't need to be paranoid. Like in the States, that's fucking everything you hear. It's like, oh, it's blown out of proportion. It's just the Democrats trying to knock off Trump. Presidencies, the economy crashes so they can gain power back. And blah, blah, blah. It's bullshit. But at the end of the day, it's like, no. It's mm-hmm. like you guys are so fucking stubborn and stupid that you think that this is just some political ploy. And I think that just shows you how little trust they have in their system, yeah. which is like the first big problem down in the States. They don't fucking trust the system. That's why they elected Trump in there because Trump was just this average fucking guy that they could trust now. Yeah. You know, but. I, I kind of like, I agree with that a little bit. Cause like, I, I don't think the average person would really struggle from it. Like older folks will struggle from it. People who are immunocompromised, people who have different issues they will struggle from it. Like, it's kind of like anti-vaxxers, right? Like, mm-hmm. like you probably won't get affected by anti-vaxxers, but I might, cause I, I do have a chronic illness and mm-hmm. I'm healthy. Like I work out every day and like, I eat really well and you know, whatever life gave me a shitty illness. And, mm-hmm. um, it, uh, it's such a weird, we're going to get into another can of worms and it's going to be like 4am before we stop. I know. Fuck. I'm gonna make one more point. There's like a few points about the economy and AI. I was gonna mention because I think that actually AI will run the economy and political system. Yeah. Anyways, though, fucking that's our next podcast talk. Um, I think that the only people who are really struggling, minus small businesses, small businesses are fucked because you know they're already on a high risk environment and they're like highly volatile. So if they get affected just a bit, they're fucked. Anyways. For your average Joe, I think it's exposing people who aren't financially sound and have had bad financial um, knowledge. You know, like you, you talk to people who have money saved up, 
you ask them like, Oh, how are you doing? They're like, Oh, I'm kind of enjoying it actually. You know, I'm getting some money from the government or whatever they're doing. They're still getting some money regardless. And they're just like, the first thing they'll say is I'm not spending any money. I'm saving so much money right now. But you'll talk to somebody who was in a bad financial situation beforehand. Yeah. Their first thought is, Oh, I don't have enough money now. I I think it's exposing those people a lot of times. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, like I'm definitely not in a bad financial situation. Um, but like I did lose a lot of money from this like COVID mm-hmm. pandemic. I, I, it kind of hurts. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit. Like I could have had so much more money in my bank account, but I don't. Um, mm-hmm. I think you're kind of right. Like a lot of people yeah. who aren't financially sound now they're really, really struggling. Mm-hmm. They're like, I don't have enough money to do day-to-day tasks. Yeah. But I think like students is like an example of a small business, you know, it's like, you're not, you didn't have that ability to at least work a few years to build up your income. You know, as a student, you're always kind of on that. Like, okay, I got some money saved up now where I can kind of chillax now for a bit because I got money saved up. I can afford to do a few things, right? You're never just like, well, it's save and save and save and, you know, right. A lot of people are now just like, we live in an economy where it's not about saving. It's about buying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. and I got as a brown person, like you, you, you know, kind of our culture. Like we, my parents do not want me to move out. Like I, I was actually going to move to Germany. Um, I, I thought I was going to go to Germany this year mm-hmm. or next year or something, and that didn't end up happening. And like they were so happy, they were like, "Thank God, she's staying at home and she's saving money and this and that." But yeah, it's definitely harder for people that are living on their own and like trying to. You know, Mm-hmm. Thing. Like, I'm still living with my parents, but same here. <laughs> I'm not really like, yeah, it's, oh. it's free. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's like it's not the best situation. Like, you know, as you get older, you, you deal with your parents, you know, it's like, like fuck off. I kind of want my freedom, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, hey, well, I'm not paying rent, so it's like, yeah, I do pay for it's food, a trade off, which isn't much. Like, I, I'm like. Five two. I don't eat that much. You're good. Yeah. You're a diabetic and you're good. All right, let's end it here. After uh, 30 minutes of trying, to, actually, that was another 50 minutes that we went on before we last tried to end it. This is called Brown Circle, Matt. You've you've been indicted into my culture, apparently. Yeah. I know how to do the light bulb. Yeah. Twist the light bulb. Twist it left right (laughs) anyway goodbye anyways nice talking to you again bye